episode you uh, <laughs> you seen any of the uh, new uh, leaks that have been coming out about upcoming stuff? Oh, I'm so glad you led with that. Oh, so glad. <laughs> so glad. I remember ep- the last episode we actually brought this up as a small topic. Yeah. And I had said that, no, I'm going, let's, let's go ahead and save that. I'm going to save that for E3. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize exactly how big of a thing those leaks were because I have seen that shit reported everywhere. Everywhere. All the podcasts are talking about it. All I, I've seen Facebook lit up with it. Uh, I'm seeing shit all over the place for for this. So yeah. for those that don't know, <laughs> for those who are underneath the rock that even I don't live under, uh, there's an E3 conference coming up, uh, what, about a month away-ish? Yeah. And... Of course, as with any E3, there are a shit ton of games that are going to be announced. Possibly some hardware, who knows? But it's usually kept under wraps uh, the games that are going to be released because that kind of you know there's a spoil factor there. There's a oh shit, oh hell yeah, great excitement factor. It's it's kind of tainted whenever you have all the games released at one time or announced at one time. Um, a couple days ago. Uh, I think it was, was it Walmart that released it or Target? Shit, I forget. The one I was talking about last week? Yeah. That was Walmart. Yeah, last week. Uh, Walmart yeah, Wal- Canada. Yeah, Walmart Canada uh, put a release out, a leak, quote unquote, that had, I think it was close to 10 or 15 different games that are to be announced at uh, E3 this year. And yeah, that's... uh. Like, I had seen little snippets of it. I didn't think too much of it at first, but then when I, when it started getting more and more rampant, I was like, no, I don't want to look. I mean, I don't really want to look. I don't know about it. But, yeah, it's, man, it's it's way too in your face now. For for me, anyway. I have, I've, I've succumbed to it. I try to fast forward some <laughs> podcasts or try to get away from some stuff. But, really, once I saw the first two or three games, I was like, okay, that's not really much to even talk about anyway. What else is on the list? And then I just read them all. And, yeah, so as far as the list itself goes, as far as the speculated, uh, which, I mean, it's not 100% fact anyway. Sure. Yet, but even that, I mean, it's, I mean, come on. A lot of it's, a lot of it's hearsay, a lot of it's rumors, but, the, the with with so many companies trying to they're trying to get out there ahead of it now uh trying their best to like say yeah hey here's trailers for this game coming out or here's information about this game coming out some games have been pretty much made fact some games have not yeah um i've taken i've taken i've taken a look <laughs> at the list and i'm not not feeling it I'm not feeling these games. Now, now it doesn't... This is not a list of games that... This is not all the games, I would assume. I mean, there are several press conferences. Uh, uh, Microsoft has its own press conference. Sony will have its own. I think usually Ubisoft has one. Yep. EA has one. Yep. Um, I think Squaresoft is actually having one this year for the first time I in a I should have picked time. up the list or pulled up the list before we started. Because um, I was looking at it the other day, the actual times... Yeah. Um, and I was thinking that it's so nice to be working from home now because 
I've missed so much of E3 before because it was was oh, at yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so I'll be watching the entire thing. Yeah. And I have no problem admitting, like I said, we're we're, we're more more mo- more than likely going to do an E3 episode. I mean, it's we're going to be like everybody else, folks. Every podcast out there does an E3 episode, and I think it's important to have them anyway. You, I mean, I would assume you'd want to know our excitement level, our what our thoughts are on things coming out. But I will tell you from my end, my um, in my personal life, I have I have evolved into not evolved, but I've. I've <laughs> My viewing of E3 is not just watch them live. I typically watch them live with with uh, a, a company or a group of people. Yes, I think I think 2016 I watched it with Giant Bomb, and I think 2017 I watched it with uh, Easy Allies. So I mean, this year we're probably one of the two as well. I think there was an E3. I think the year before that I actually watched it with with uh, two best friends. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, there are several YouTube channels out there that will actually live stream the press conference through their show or their own streaming service, and they will as well have their own reactions and stuff. So I actually I prefer that. You know, I like I like watching it and seeing everybody else's reactions while I'm watching. It's it's a crazy time we live in. I know. But that will be me watching it this year. Uh, I will probably be at work when it's happening, when some of it's happening, so I have to catch it afterward. But even then, mm-hmm. I'll still watch it. I'll still watch it through somebody. All that being said, I'm about to drop some spoilers again, or we're going to talk about spoilers actually here for a minute for those that have not seen as of this episode. <laughs> just seven years from now, this is so not going to matter. But uh, for those that may possibly hear this episode before time. This is the 2018 E3 spoilers. Uh, you've been warned. We're going to talk about them for a minute. So you're going to hear games listed and thoughts about them starting now. So, uh, yeah, just totally shitting on everything I said last episode, Chris. Uh, I am anyway. Uh, I read the list. I've seen the list. Uh, now I'm, now I'm going to talk about it because... I am totally not feeling this list. Uh, I am hoping that this is like a fourth, if not, you know, like a tenth of the games that are going to be announced because if these games are true, I'm not seeing too many on here that I give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting from the top at a, this is just a list that I have pulled up. I don't know if there's a specific order. I don't care if there's one, but right off the bat, one that should get my attention and my excitement is Just Cause 4. Uh yeah. I got to tell you, Just Cause 2 is on my top 15 wall. The ex- the size of that game, the mayhem you can have, the fun, it takes the shit that I know from Grand Theft Auto and it's it's expanded. Uh, I love Just Cause 2. I've never played Just Cause 1 and I own Just Cause 3, which I've played for probably a total of three or four hours and put it down because... I've done all kind of shit in Just Cause 2. I have to actually pull up my Xbox 360 and see the hour count, but I've dumped a retarded amount of time in a Just Cause 2. Just Cause 3, it did a little bit, it did a little better. I'll give you that. It had a better it had a more definitive storyline. It added better plot elements to it. The wingsuit uh uh item was pretty cool, but nothing about it I mean, I didn't finish the game. I'd have to go back to it and give it another round to see if it appeals to me. But again, I put so much time and did so much shit and was in awe from Just Cause 2 as it was. I mean, 3 didn't really it, it didn't really make me push forward. 
Just Cause 4 being announced doesn't really do it for me. I mean, it had to be there had to be some monumental gameplay changes or something to make me really care, you know, jump out of my seat for Just Cause 4 being announced. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I um as far as Just Cause goes, I've played 2. I haven't finished it. I do think I own 3. Um part of some sale, I believe, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Probably. Um, That's where I got mine, yeah. Yeah, but I haven't touched it yet because I want to finish 2 up. Mm-hmm. I did spend a bit of time into it. I just haven't actually finished it. Yeah, um, and that's okay because that's totally a sandbox game, man. Yeah. I mean, the story in that game is so laughably dumb. I mean, it's it's it's, it's throwaway. It's severely throwaway. That game is meant to be played, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh... Do you recall the game Rage? Uh, I do not, and that's actually down the, on, on this list, so we're definitely going to be getting to it, unless you wanted to jump right to it. No, I wasn't sure if you had any order or not, but that was one that I don't know anything about the game Rage, but no. apparently a lot of people are stoked about there being a second one. Yeah, this is another one where the, uh, so Rage 2 was announced on the, uh, on this list, and this is another one where the company got out and said, oh yeah, yeah, let's just go ahead and throw trailers out there. Let's go ahead and announce, you know, fuck the leak. We're going to get up, we're get out in the house, we're going to get out in the head of the crowd. And I am seeing Rage 2 shit everywhere, and I'm like, what the fuck is this game? Mm. I have heard no less than three different podcasts talk about this game, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, you're, you're talking about this like it's fucking PUBG from, from <laughs> back in the day or something, but I don't, I've never heard of this before. I'm yeah. seeing trailers and characters. The first trailer I watched of this, I actually stopped probably about 30, 40 seconds in. This, I don't care for this game. I looked at this this uh, the trailer for this. I went back and tried to look at the trailer for Rage One. Don't care for it either. I didn't care for Borderlands from the trailer. I've never played a Borderlands. There is something about this game that feels very I don't know, like try hard to me. I'm trying to be as politely blunt as I can. <laughs> uh, the whole hey, we are a post apocalyptic, but we are wacky, crazy, wild, tongue out, face paint middle fingers up uh we are punk but we are post-apocalyptic it does not appeal to me i got my fill of that from the original mad max movies and i definitely got my fill of that from the from the new mad max movie uh playing it just nothing about that aesthetic appeals to me i don't see that and go oh fuck yeah i also want to stick my tongues out and and flip the bird and grab a rocket launcher and go crazy wacky like it <laughs> I'm sorry, nothing about any of those games appealed to me. I kind of got that same vibe watching Rage, and I definitely got that vibe watching the Rage 2 trailer. So, yeah, yeah. sorry, not interested. <laughs> I'm sh- hopefully it'll be great, hopefully people, and I'm glad that the fans of Rage are getting a sequel and they're getting something they want, but it, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I, um, I've played Borderlands one and two i believe i mm-hmm. i think i might have started to just to see how it was different from one um mm-hmm. but i don't recall actually beating one um but it was a fun little game to play it just i didn't really have any issues with it i just didn't have that that uh the ability it didn't suck me in and keep me there it was one of those yeah. okay this is fun to play all right, I'll move on to something else and come back to this sometime. Yeah. Um, 
So I could take it or leave it. Um, I know it's big for a lot of people, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, another game on this list. The only one that I'm really kind of sort of interested in was Splinter Cell. Uh, no subtitle to this, so possibly a remaster of the original. Maybe it's just a brand new one. Maybe it's they're 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 tomb raidering tomb raidering it up. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I like Splinter Cell, the very first one. That was actually one of the f- uh, first games I had on my original Xbox. Playing it in the desert on my first military deployment, uh, did everything I could in that game because I didn't really have much much else many other games over there. But again, it's not something that blew my mind uh, seeing this announced. It should be, I'll wait for the trailer, I'll wait for the announcement and see what it looks like. Uh, and again, if they're doing something like a Tomb Raider or even or like God of War, like remaster, remake kind of thing, cool, maybe it'll be good. But this was not like a 9 out of 10 release announced for me. Yeah, if it's a sort of um, reboot, then maybe I'll take a look at it. I've just yeah. never overall been interested in the series. I had... There was some sort of Splinter Cell Game Boy Advance game or some other handheld. And Probably, I yeah. played it a little bit and I was like, okay, it's a handheld game, so it's only, you know, certain expectations. Yeah. But I just, it's never been one of those series I get into. And I think I actually have now the all of the uh, Splinter Cell games that I can get for Steam. I think I've played Pandora Pandora tomorrow for maybe half an hour or so way back in the day. I never played the one after that, and I have played Conviction for... Conviction has some pretty cool set pieces in it. No lie, no joke. But all in all, in general, when I saw this announced in the list, I was like, okay, I mean, cool. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest 2, PlayStation 4, Xbox Online, I guess... Sure, Dragon Quest is good. Don't know what the Dragon Quest 2 thing's about because they're on Dragon Quest, what, 9, 10, 11 by now? So, I don't know. Again, not nothing I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego DC Villains. I only have and have played one Lego game. I know they're all good. They're all charming. Mm-hmm. I, I totally have mad respect for that entire Lego uh, franchise, but seeing more Lego DC Villains was like, just in one ear and out the other. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be getting that one. I've I've played um, every Lego game from Batman Two up to uh, Jurassic World. I don't have. Uh-huh. Um, I have everything in between, and I've hundred percent several of them. Um, if I've played it, I've hundred percent except for the uh, Marvel superheroes or something. I've talked about it before. The um, reason I stopped going for 100% at the time was the uh, controls for vehicles were uh-huh. terrible wow. and you have to beat these races to 100%. Yeah. I yeah, there was no way I was beating the races at the time, so I have on my Steam account right now Lego Marvel Super Heroes. That's, That's the, the one. Right. I've played it for a couple hours. Again, I totally I totally see how you can get into this. It's definitely a collectathon at mm-hmm. heart. It's yeah. got a lot of go around and grab shit. It's it's fucking basic. I didn't expect, you know, I'm not expecting fucking Bloodborne out of Lego games. Come on, <laughs> uh, the combat's very basic, but it has that it has that pseudo it has that pseudo platforming collectathon vibe yeah. that I totally dig. And it's good for but, the kids too. Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's a fucking shoe in for teaching kids games too. You know. Mm-hmm. But again, saw this on the list and went, okay, what's on the next? What's next on the list? Borderlands Three. 
already said all my piece on Borderlands, so seeing a third Borderlands didn't do anything for me. Uh, we already talked about Rage 2. Uh, then I saw Gears of War 5. I have a very... Uh, I have I have a very solid relationship with the Gears of War franchise, and it is only to the original trilogy. Uh, I played through all three God of Wars. There are lots of fond memories Gears I have with War. Gears of War. Sorry, yeah, Gears of War. <laughs> uh, awesome, fucking well, actually on the spot, Chris. You are, and you're good. Um, I've played Gears of War solo and with a friend. We've co-opted the entire trilogy together. Uh, had a good time with these games. I I get p- people hate these games so bad, and I don't know why. I feel like God of uh, Gears of War gets a fucking like Nickelback treatment. Like <laughs> you, people actually like it, but they want to talk shit because it seems to be cool to talk mm-hmm. about cool, talk down about cool shit. Yes, they're a bunch of fucking roided up guys in suits with big chainsaw guns, and they kill things. That's the point of the fucking game. Again, if you. I don't know what you're expecting when you saw this, even from a trailer, but I got that from the trailer, and I thought it was fun and cool, and if you don't, that's cool. But anyway, I like the trilogy. There's a 4, there's a Judgment, there's 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 other games in the Gears of War series I have not played. Uh, so I'm kind of lost about Gears of War 5. I don't know where they are in their story. I don't know what's going on, who's involved. I've heard some mixed reviews about the last Gears of War because they felt like one of the main characters, uh, uh, Marcus, was just kind of shoehorned in for fan service or shoehorned in and didn't need to be there. So I won't even be playing Gears of War 5 when it comes out. I've got other Gears of War games to play before I get to that, and I don't really have an inclination to. Again, I played the trilogy. I got what I wanted from the trilogy. When it was done, I was like, well, that's that's cool. They wrapped it up. Cool beans. Moving on with life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I uh, I've never played a single one. They are they are arcadey action bro games. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. I mean, they have their charm. They have their appeal. They have difficulty spikes if you find them too easy. They've got some funny and cool moments in them, especially the first game. But you know, again, Gears of War Five is coming out means not a whole lot to me. Uh, Forza Horizons 5, I've never played a single Forza Horizon game. I I know that these games are beautiful, they are gorgeous, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the racing uh, market out there is just clamoring for this game to come out. I, I'm not, sorry. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I see the Forza games as basically just being eye candy. Yeah, that's, all, that's really all I see too. And last one on the list is Assassin's Creed. And again, uh, I'm only looking. I was only looking at a list. I didn't see screenshots for any of this shit. So it, I'm assuming it's a remake, or it could be another installment in the series. Who knows? But I've had a very off and on relationship with the Assassin's Creed saga to begin with. Uh, Assassin's Creed Two was great. Black Flag was fucking awesome. <laughs> And other than that, I don't really care. So again, me seeing Assassin's Creed released didn't do much for me. And that's it. That's the games that are that were uh, that were leaked. So when I'm looking at this list as a whole, I'm very fucking ho hum about the E3. However, I have to keep in mind I'm hoping it's it's got to be Chris. This is like this is like half of what one conference will announce. You know, if that. 
So yeah. I'm really hoping that there are way, way more games, and maybe these are just the mediocre ones. Maybe these are just the ho-hum ones. I think, There's also a... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I think your list may just be the ones that hadn't had any anything heard about them before. Yeah. Because um, the actual screenshot, you know, shows things like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Well, we've known about oh, that for yeah. a long time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. I forget the other ones. There's yeah. uh, There's one called destiny comet which who knows what that is mm-hmm. um assumption was that's a dlc but on the screenshot it's 80 bucks which doesn't make sense unless it's the package as everything but yeah. it, it just seems odd um let's see uh there was another one i was gonna mention um 2k19 for wwe everybody sure. knows that's gonna be a thing Mm-hmm. You know, NBA 2K19, uh, The Division 2. I don't know how much about that's been mentioned um, in the past, but I think that's a fairly fresh topic. Yeah. Um, and I haven't played the first one, so like, this is be another one that's meh. Yeah, it, I was a little disappointed in it. Um, I still put a little bit of time in it. There are just gameplay things that I just didn't like the the overall game as a the premise of the game I like the story I like it just had those you know gameplay issues that couldn't keep me hooked it got into that you know grind fest type of mentality um, you get with games like this where you're literally trying to get gear drops to level um, right. or to get you know better because there's no if I'm not mistaken, there is a leveling system, but it doesn't mean garbage. It's just determining what you can equip type level system. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's, you know, a by proxy leveling system. Um, so you're still relying on drops, you know, a lot like Destiny is, but not not as appealing for me. Yeah. So, yeah, just all in all, looking at the list, I'm, I'm just very ho-hum about all these games. Very ho hum about the the announcement and the leaks. I'm still going to watch E3, and I'm still going to have things to say about them. And especially if there are other games that actually draw my interest, and I have things to say about. But just going off this list, meh. Yeah, it's have, there. Have you heard the Nintendo leaks that are fairly fresh? That today? one I have not. Okay, <laughs> uh, I think most of it was. Uh, stuff we're expecting, you know, coming out on the Switch. The big piece from that, and the one I think has the most uh, support behind the leaks, the rumors, um, mm-hmm. you know, multiple sources and whatnot, is the uh, Pokemon that's supposed to be coming to the Switch. Um, apparently, it's supposedly a remake of Pokemon Yellow, um, oh, wow. which for those that don't know is the third game in the series. Well, I say third game, but essentially it was red, blue, and yellow. They're all Gen 1. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But yellow was released a little bit afterwards. Uh, the big thing about yellow was Pikachu followed behind you. Now, based on what I was uh, listening to earlier, the Switch Pokemon game is going to actually be two games, going with the trend you know they've been doing um, with, I mean, since the start, red, blue, you know, sun, moon, now, etc. Uh, yeah. It's going to be Pikachu and Eevee. So it sounds like they're going to do the the uh, 
Pokemon Yellow thing with Pikachu, but also the other version is going to be with Eevee. So that sounds pretty cool. Um, it's a little disappointing that it's not a true new game in the series. Um, but, you know, any Pokemon game on the Switch is going to be a hit. Um, where it gets a little unknown is apparently it's going to have some sort of connection to Pokemon Go. And they're mm-hmm. going to take... There's two parts of this. First is that it's going to actually take some sort of mechanic from it. Um, might be when you throw your Pokeballs instead of just clicking on Pokeball. Um, it you know throws it out and you catch it or you don't. Uh, you'll actually get the throwing the ball animation from the uh, excuse me the mobile game Pokemon Go where you actually have to throw and aim the ball and there's this little circle and depending on if you hit in the circle it increases your chance of catching it so that might be implemented it sounds like um, but I'm not entirely sure the other part of the uh, Pokemon Go linking is that um, if you're playing both the Switch Pokemon game and Pokemon Go, you have accounts on each or your accounts on both or whatever you want to call it. There's some benefit. Don't know what that is. You know, you may get items or something that are rewards or something. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. what the, uh, that's what I was hearing about it this morning. Cool. By the way, hello everyone and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Um, I guess, I guess E3 will have to show us something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I'm still going to watch it. Nothing about this made me go, man, I'm not going to, I'm st- come on, I'm still going to watch it. It just now is just a matter of who I'm going to watch it through this year. Yeah. Uh, I would prefer to do it through two best friends if they're doing a live stream. But of course, again, like I said earlier, I'm going to have to watch it some days. I have to watch it after work and et cetera. And we'll have an E3 episode up sometime soon after and you'll have all our e3 thoughts from 2018 chris it has definitely been a week yep and i know damn well we got some good (laughs) shit to talk about today oh yeah so we've went through is there any other news things you can think of yeah i actually have two other news things all right Um, before we do news before we do news did we have any other well actions from last week i don't don't Mm, think we did no Another perfect episode in the books, folks. Bam, you're welcome. Go <laughs> ahead, Chris. All right. One thing I saw from Microsoft today, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a Xbox controller for accessibility. What? Yeah, so basically it is this like uh, just a little thin, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's I don't want to call it a box because that you know implies a certain size, but it's oh, this God. little platform type thing. Yeah, I saw a picture of this yeah. in my Facebook feed, and I was like, uh, sure, and moved on. Yeah, so I didn't look into it too much, but what little I looked into it is that it has multiple ports, so you can basically plug in multiple devices to get these, uh, basically get the buttons where you need them. So if someone wow. has a disability, they can have, you know, a thing with three buttons in their left hand, you know, completely separate from everything else that they're using for those, you know, if they have something that, you know, prevents them from having the full range of motion, having their hands together mm-hmm. on a controller, et cetera, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And this is awesome. 
now that I actually see this and know what this is, now I wish I hadn't skipped over this. Mm-hmm. That that's very fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yep. Man. That yeah. Taking taking care of gamers no matter who or what they are or what issues they have, c- catering to gamers is fucking cool. Thank yeah. you, Microsoft. Good on you. Yep. I'm seeing like all these random pictures of like all these peripherals hooked up and different mm-hmm. like controls that people have augmented and they just hook it up to this and it gets you what you want. Yep. It's man, I'll fucking love that. Cool mean. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen this, just you can literally just type up Xbox accessibility controller and just scroll through the images. It shows you what you need. Yeah, and you know, one of the best parts about it is this is official. This isn't, yeah. you know, a third party thing, because I'm sure they're those exist. Mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. But this is actually straight up Microsoft. That's fucking cool, man. Um, the other thing I had I wanted to mention is State of Decay 2 came as, well, technically the release date is the 22nd. But if you pre-order it, you get access tonight at midnight, which is thir- uh, Thursday, the 17th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, unlocks, you know, zero 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 on the 18th um but the it being announced you know that's nothing new we've known about that what i did not know until i went to the xbox store earlier to actually buy it so i could play it soon is that the base game is only 29.99 wow this is a 30 dollar game and the, you know, basically the Ultimate Edition that has a season pass or whatever it is, um, two DLCs, I don't know if it's actually a season pass or if it's just these other things, is 50 bucks. Hmm. That's, that, I have, I have mixed feelings about this. It's, I love the price point. It is amazing to see a game of this uh, size to be only 30 bucks, but on the flip side, I get that little bit of concern going, okay, if it's only 30 bucks, what does that say about the content? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know what they say, Chris, don't judge a game by its content. Wait, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess time will tell. I, yep. I I didn't play the first State of Decay, so... I neither. So I, yeah, I have no input. <laughs> I'm jumping straight into the two. I watched um, Achievement Hunter did, got it early, of course, and did a small like 20 minute multiplayer thing and nice. it looks interesting it looks like mm-hmm. a nice little game to play um i know you're tired of zombies but um i mean it is what it is we'll see yeah yeah well uh with news out of the way then i don't think i no don't think i have anything newsworthy i guess i'm gonna roll into my week and get mine out of the way I'm going to try to be brief. I'm going to try to be brief again because of our monumental topic that's coming up <laughs> this episode. Uh, so I'm still in my little turmoil phase. I'm kind of settling down on uh, playing several games. I have... Uh, so one of the games that I was playing and was working on for a bit was 3D Dot Game Heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard about this game years ago. It's a PlayStation 3 title. Uh, having played it, it's base. It's it's essentially a. It's it's supposed to be like a love letter to old eight bit style games, old sixteen style games, where they basically three D eyes the two bit graphic style, 
And they poke a lot of fun at old RPGs and old adventure games, mainly at Zelda, mainly at like Dragon Warrior, stuff like that. I've made it probably, th- I want to say, three bosses, four bosses in. Whatever boss is the dragon uh, boss in the uh, uh, fire area. And I have stopped playing this game. Okay. Uh, frustration has set in. <laughs> and I it could be me. Maybe it's something I'm doing. I really don't think so. Uh, the, pro- the, the shit that has killed it for me, and I experienced this a lot in the the last boss I fought as well, I can't remember what that boss was, but the boss you fought, you fight before the the dragon one had almost the same issue. These bosses take way, 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 way too many fucking hits to kill. I'm talking like in the 70, 80 strikes to kill them area. That's fucking ridiculous. I have, uh, so you can actually upgrade your weapon. You can, one, get several other weapons throughout the game that have varying stats. Your weapon actually has stats, has uh, length, width, your strike damage, uh, your piercing damage, all kind of stuff like that. Like You can make a sword that basically spans half the screen. It's, it's pretty cool. But I've upgraded the potential for my base weapon pretty high. I've got several stars of damage on this, so I'm... I saw the progression as I upgraded this weapon throughout the game, and that was satisfying. You know, I would find a relatively strong enemy. It would take, like, eight hits to kill. I understand that. No problem. I upgraded it. It went down to, like, six or five. Upgraded again. It went down to two, three or two. And I thought that was nice. I'm like, I love seeing the progression in any game. I love that. And then I got to these bosses, and I'm... I. It's it's hit after hit after hit after hit. Oh, it was the octopus boss. Sorry for those that do know this game. Uh, the octopus boss was also also aggravating because you ha- you had the floor was broken up with water and you had to navigate across the water via a hook shot, and the octopus would pop up at different areas of the room and you had to hook shot and hook shot and hook shot and then you hit it. You get to hit one time and it goes under water. It's like fucking whack a mole. <laughs> And it was like fucking 60, 70 something hits for that thing to die. That's fucking ridiculous. It if if me explaining it to you or the audience, if it doesn't sound ridiculous, when you actually play the game and you get the fluid feel of the game, you will understand that it is above and beyond. It's it's just too much. Now, Even the mid to hardcore enemies in this game, like in the outer stretches of this uh, areas of this game, they at with my sword right now only take one to two shots to kill and when i get to a boss and i'm hitting him and hitting him over and over and over and over and over i the last time that i fought this boss i said okay fuck it you know if it's just me if i'm just fucking up i'm gonna go old school i'm gonna go out of town i have four bottles i'm gonna fill all four bottles up with health potions which by the way my lifespan right now is like 12 hearts I'm going to fill all these bottles up with health potions, and I'll just fucking baby mode in this boss. I go in, I hit him, I'm, I'm hitting him a shit ton of times. He eventually whittles me down to three hearts. I pop a potion back up to max. I keep hitting him several, several more times. He whittles me down again. I pop another one. I popped all four of these. This fucker still killed me. Hmm. I'm talking between every single time of me using this potion... I had to have had like 30, 40-something hits in a piece. 
and he still went down. Nothing about this game is designed that way. The bosses just are that way. I've even swapped to a different weapon that had like four or five more stars in it, and that did not that didn't fix the problem either. So I got completely frustrated and said, "Fuck this," yeah. and it put that game down. So, a couple of questions for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. First, you mentioned the enemies in the you know out areas being you know not even that strong. Or is this possibly a boss? Are these bosses you shouldn't be fighting yet? Do you think? No, they okay. they go and. There, it's linear. Think ah. Zelda, like Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. It's linear. Like, okay, you bo- you beat this temple, go to the next temple. Sure. So I'm in line. Okay. I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I think all in total, there are only six bosses, period. Six or seven. I want to say six. And if that's the case, I'm on boss four. Like, I just beat boss three. And boss sure. three as well took, I don't know, 20, 25 retries. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I seriously question the design of the bosses of, the, of that game. It, there's nothing in that game that progressed me up to this point that made me feel like, okay, this is the way it should be. No, it's th- th- yeah. there's hard bosses and there's Yasmat from fucking Final Fantasy twelve <laughs> three and a half hour boss fight. What the fuck bosses? You know that's what these feel like. Do you? So I've put that game down. I did pick up Mighty Number no. Nine again for all of 15 minutes <laughs> i made it through uh a boss i made it through the first boss level that i found like you know the boss order yeah uh i did not like the level design it's not mega man original mega man mega man frustrating difficult it's more like kind of bad design difficult and i said yeah i'm still not feeling this so i put that away and that's okay because i'm not expecting to that game is just a test game for me. Yeah. Uh, I went on Steam. I'm still playing through Mega Man Legends 2, specifically Mega Man 9. I have made it through four bosses so far and progressing through the fifth fifth uh, level. I think it's... Uh, oh, I don't have... I don't have, the, I don't have these bosses memorized yet. I want to say it's, it's, it's Tornado Man... I forget the win win man <laughs> one of those either way uh, I'm making it through his level and, and it, I'm I'm picking up and putting this thing, game down as I as I choose you know I just I play it for a little while I either beat a level or I get frustrated and put it down no no big deal no big progression um so for a hot minute I picked up God of War again okay uh, that itch finally took hold and I said all right fuck it let's roll into it let's fucking do it. I put it on and give me God of War. I said, sure, why not? <laughs> Let's do this shit. I played that game for probably a solid hour on give me God of War, and I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, I remember you saying some things about uh, you playing through the game, and, and you felt that you you felt that the game kind of got soured for you at certain points because of the extreme difficulty. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from playing that little bitch baby basic bit that I played, I completely agree with you. If you <laughs> play that game on the ultimate difficulty, that's good for you, guy, that you got that fucking trophy, but you, that fucking soiled the experience for me. Mm-hmm. Number one, your health gets ticked down incredibly fast. I mean, it's the, it's the basic stuff that goes along with having an ultimate difficulty. Yeah. You know, you take damage like hella easy. 
enemies take god-awful amounts of damage to kill. They do have some more tactics, I'll give you that. Uh, some more things, some more things to pay attention to. I get all that, but even the first four sets of battles that I went through and eventually beat all all whittled down to button mashing, prompts, same combos, same movements, repetition, repetition, cheap shots for deaths, and I ended up going past them and move on to the next section. And I was so I was going piece by piece that when the story parts come up, I they were a blur. It was let me get to the next <laughs> part, and then it was stuck on the next you know enemies mm-hmm. basic enemies area for 15, 20, 25 minutes, memorizing patterns, using the same combos again, trying other combos, realizing the first combo worked better, repetition, repetition, one two three, one two three, and moved on. I said fuck no, that's this is not this is, could I do it. Yes, but this is work. Like it's yep. repetition work for for me to do that, and that's one hundred percent not what I play God of War for. That's not what I wanted from that game. So I dropped it back down to the normal difficulty. I may jump it up. I don't know. We'll see. And now I'm slowly trudging through this game and just fucking retaking in this game. Even from the start of this game, it is so fucking beautiful. It is so awesome to just pan the camera around and just look at shit. I didn't forget. It's just more I'm getting it reaffirmed again Mm -hmm. how much detail was put into this game, into character models, into environments, into uh, weapon designs, armor designs, weather effects, fucking everything. Um, but I've also stopped playing that as well. Uh, not stopped permanently. I just, I just haven't been going back to that as much as I have other games. Uh, I picked up Katamari Damacy for the PlayStation 4. I didn't, well, I didn't pick it up. I put that in and played a few levels. Katamari is a, such a fucking go-to game yeah. for me. Katamari is such a, if you have nothing else to play and you want to immediately go into a game and go, oh, fuck yeah, Katamari <laughs> does it. I, I mean, I, I plow through like nine levels of Katamari forever on the PlayStation 4. Uh, I, so I did that. And then I started playing Odin's Fear, Life's Farander. I I haven't got the subtitle down yet. It's basically the PS4 uh, facelift of the uh, Odin Sphere for PlayStation 2. Graphics are better. The uh, It seems like there are a lot of gameplay choices they've made, a lot of quality of life choices to make the progression in that game easier. I've only been through the first gigantic map entirely. I beat the first boss. Uh, I really want to go through this because this is another game that I made way too far in and and stopped playing not because I, I didn't like it, but some other game or games like took over. I can't remember what they were because, again, this is PlayStation 2 era. Mm-hmm. But I need I need to go back through Odin Sphere completely and just finish that game. There's five playable characters, I believe. They all five have their own individual stories, and all those stories intertwine with each other and tell one large story on top of the combat being good, on top of the progression being good. So 
we'll see. We'll see how that rolls out. I'm pretty sure I played something else as well. I just can't think of what it is. Uh, again, I'm I'm still in that kind of turmoil. Well, I haven't actually really 100% settled down on one game, but I've found that in these times I'm playing multiple games at one time. So this is nothing really new for me. Oh, Sonic Mania, duh. <laughs> uh, I'm still playing through Sonic Mania as well. I finally beat the entire campaign, and I'm now going back and farming all of the Chaos Emeralds. I'm basically trying to go back and get everything unlocked. Sure. Uh, I want to say for anybody that happens to be on my Facebook page or just in general, I have given that game a 4.0, 4 out of 5, and I will say if I could give, if I could give a side, if I could give like a side review, I would give, uh, the creator of that game a fucking 5 out of 5 because that man has put so much heart and love and passion into that game. He captures the Sonic uh, the air of Sonic, you know, he captures what Sonic was supposed to be. Uh, it not only has the challenge, it not only has the speedster shit, it has the co-op player, it has everything. If you want to know what a good, updated, awesome Sega Sonic the Hedgehog video game is, and what, what really most of them all should be, play Sonic Mania. Yeah. That will give you a a fucking awesome, awesome representation of Sonic. Lots of levels, lots of good music, lots of good remixes, uh, good level design. I mean, it's my only hang-ups are some of the bosses were annoying, uh, and some of the level design still falls back to that, okay, run 90 miles an hour, stop, do these very slow plotting things. But again, that's not a detraction from this game. This game is definitely... A, I would, I would especially say for fans of the Sega franchise, for fans that are still around of the Sonic franchise, this is a fucking must-play game. This is a tribute game. So, Agreed. been playing through that, still playing through that one. And I really think that one was it. I don't think I've seen any other movies, no TV shows. Uh, the wife and I will be seeing Deadpool two this weekend, so. I've been trying to stay away. There's a shit ton of Deadpool <laughs> 2 trailers out. A shit ton. I've seen some promos here and there. I saw where he went on the uh, Conan O'Brien. Not Conan O'Brien. Good God, there's so many of these guys. There's Conan O'Brien. There's Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's another? Uh, Chris? Stephen uh, Colbert. Steve Colbert. Steve Colbert. Yes, he went on the Steve Colbert uh, talk show, and it was pretty hilarious because uh, he kept interrupt. They kept interrupting each other, and he was. Stephen Colbert said something, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever, Jimmy." And I was like, "Oh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> they poke fun at each other." So. Mm-hmm. But we'll be seeing that this weekend, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think I swear there are a couple things that I wanted to talk about, but I've forgotten them. Oh well, I guess that's my week. If I remember them, fuck it, I'll, I'll bring them up later. Chris, how has your week been? Aside from the topic, of course. Sure. Um. So, our uh, D&D session was interesting this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did a roughly 30, 40-minute session one-on-one with the Bard um, mm-hmm. beforehand because I didn't want it to uh, drag down, you know, the whole night because I knew that would take a while. Right. Um, his little family reunion he had, 
Um, and it didn't go as usual. It didn't go anything like I planned. Um, just when I think I'm getting the bar down and I can anticipate him, he changes it up. <laughs> um, so the overall, you know, what I wanted to happen happened, but the conversation he had with his father went much different than I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. A lot better, though. Um, it was different, but it was better. I really liked what it did. Uh, the, let's see, main session, once everybody got on, we... Uh, everybody met back up, went and met the Bard's father, and are now, you know, trying to take care of an issue for him. Um, you, there was some scouting happening. Um, you had a little interesting dream. Yeah. How did you uh, feel about that? I was I was anxious as fuck whenever you pointed me out. Mm-hmm. We were like in your sleep, and I was like, "Oh, here we go," because per my bio, when this shit happens, if shit goes weird in my night, in my nighttime, in my dreams or my sleep, I'm usually getting called to the hunt, and I'm usually like, "Oh, well, I'm in a whole new area, and I'm about to go fight some shit and come home." And when it was the dream, I was like, "Okay, well, I've had dreams too, so that's probably." It's probably calling or something like something. Something about this is important. Uh, I, the whole as the whole progression was going, I was like, "What's going on? I really want to know what's going on. What is this? What's what's the dream telling me?" <laughs> so we'll see. We'll we'll see how that plays out. Definitely interesting. Yeah, it, uh, it was fun to write. Um, I actually completely rewrote that the the day before. Oh wow. Um, I had a completely different scene going on. I may still use parts of what I had written, um, so I won't go into detail what I did, but I just felt it wasn't enough. Um, So I rewrote it essentially from scratch. The only thing that's the same was it was a dream. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so now you've got your upgraded amulet, a new ability. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that's where the extra ability came from. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering because I was like, I've looked in my class notes, I've looked mm-hmm. in my job notes, like this is, I don't, I shouldn't have this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I wasn't clear enough because that was yeah. the the whispered word that you were left with. Uh huh. Ignis. Fire. Yeah, I put two and two together. Yeah. It's just. I didn't. I didn't think of it that way. I gotcha. thought what what I, what I thought was. You remember the first time I made my character? You came behind me and you said, "Oh, by the way, you've got this, and you can change this. Don't forget." Yeah. I tried to make this character. I tried to do all my homework for this upgrade to where you uh, didn't. Yeah. Where you'd be like, "Oh, he got everything." So when you said that, "Oh, by the way, you get this ability," I was like, "Well, fuck! What did I miss this time?" <laughs> like I had it all, but uh, yeah, I had a nightmare and they upgraded my amulet and I got a new ability and. Cool. Yep. You've progressed to the next stage of your training. Mm-hmm. So we'll see uh, where that takes you. Um, it was it was another session. <laughs> I think this is our third one in a row with no combat. Yeah. It's, um, it's, okay. it's okay. Yeah. I actually had two different encounters planned for this one, but we didn't get that far. Um, and they can happen at pretty much any time. As long as you know it's appropriate, um, so we should, 
we should get at least one encounter next session. So we'll actually get back into some combat. I know there are a couple of players who are a little bit bored when there's not combat. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I spent, I was, I spent a lot of time stressing over the session because I was not prepared. Um, I mentioned it last week that that was kind of where I had up to. Um, and I'm at that point where I have, you know, the end, I have what you've done so far, and then I have the end. I need to fill in the gaps in between. Um, right. So finding those hooks and figuring out what's going on in the city. Um, the rogue has given me some other homework to do now to uh, get his little side stuff squared away. Mm-hmm. So I've got now two, you know, side plots and then the main overarching uh, story. So I've, you know, kind of got three things to work on at right now, which is good. It gives me choices and options um, and not necessarily railroading into some story thing. Um, I watched Critical Role. I'm still watching it. I haven't, you know, dropped it like I was considering yet. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And I'm, this is the issue, you know, because it's so good. Yeah. That I don't want to miss it, but, you know, I want to have some buildup so I'm not waiting and waiting and waiting. But this last episode, there's this huge character backstory drop. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, man, this changes so much, you know, um, uh-huh. at least for the characters that know and how will this impact things, you know, moving forward. And there was a couple story related drops that happen. And it's like, OK, stuff's about to hit the fan one way or another. Um Whatever the players decide, it's going to kick off. Yeah. So I don't want to, you know, stop now because I'm in the middle of this. Uh, Let me ask you something yeah. about campaign two. Sure. Did you feel now this? This is a disease that I have. It's the I don't like shit to change disease, which actually is kind of ironic when there are a lot of video games that change, and I do like it. But in any event. One of the reasons why I have not continued on with Campaign 2 while I'm essentially just going to start it over from the beginning is that, and I'm asking this to you more so than just preaching about it, did did the, their their characters in Campaign 2, they're all completely different. Yes. Uh, Like, I mean, uh, uh, Shit, I'm trying to think of his name now. Like L- Laura Bailey's character, she's not a ranger elf anymore. You know, Correct. She's somebody completely different, and so on and so forth, all the way down the cast line. Did the severe character change throw you off at all? Like, did it make you feel odd or weird about it? Or it did, did at just, first. Did you, did you just? Yeah, I felt like. Uh, and again, I've only seen the first episode, the entirety of the first episode, but only the first episode. Yeah. And I don't, and I cannot go back in my memory and recall how I felt about the characters from Campaign 1 when they were first initially. I I feel like I don't understand their new characters in Campaign 2, mm-hmm. at the beginning anyway. And I feel like there's, I feel like because they are so alien that I'm like, I, who are these people? Here, Here's my thing for that. So in Campaign 1, we were spoiled. 
because these characters already had their stuff revealed. Um, well, I won't say everything, of course, but yeah. you know they had a past. They had this like year or two of adventuring together before right. we ever saw anything, um, and their characters were so well established at that point that they were there was a lot to take in. With these new characters, yeah. we're being you know fed bites. It's right. not this big jump, drop, you know, oh, this is, this is Grog, the Goliath point. Barbarian. He had this happen, this happened, this happened to him, and yeah, now we're continuing. They had, they had that, too. The uh, I think the very first episode, actually, Matt starts off the first episode uh, with, the, with the character intros. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, you, you couldn't see anything because it had it blocked yeah. off, I guess, for patron people or whatever, but Grog told you who he was and what he mm-hmm. was about. And Keyleth and so on and so forth. These, you're just stumbling in and they're yep. getting introduced and you're hearing the voices and you're you're trying to get a mental image of the of the, of the characters, but it's it's just not clicking. And, and, so I say, and here's the thing. The unlo- aside from the characters that know about each other's backstory, like uh well, know some of the characters' backstories, like Caleb and not. Um they, you know, encounter the rest of the group together because they had this small encounter beforehand. Yeah. Um, I think they had a little bit of a background um, before the campaign technically started. Mm-hmm. But aside from them, nobody else knows about Caleb and not until what is revealed in the episode. So the other players are in the same boat. They're getting this, yeah. you know, bite by bite introduction to these characters and it's making for good story now. We're to the point where things are being revealed. Um, it's one of those, the group is at that point where they're, you know, you got to build that trust and you got to talk to each other and, you know, get that yeah. relationship established. Yeah. And they're getting to that point where things are becoming revealed more and more because they're getting to that yeah. point where we're going to be working together. What do we need to know about each other? You know, there's still sub 20 episodes too. So, I mean, this yeah. is still. In relation to campaign one, still in the baby phase, mm-hmm. still in the baby phase. Oh yeah. If if you consider you know campaign one when it started, they were two years in. Let's say that was they didn't play every week before they yeah. started recording, but let's say that was fifty episodes. Then they're in infantile stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it uh, it's <laughs> it's good though. Um, I'll probably I just want to stress, yeah. I just want to stress to you and and the audience as well. Like, I have not stopped it. I have no like, despite everything I just said, I'm not like put off by campaign two. It's more, it's a combination of I just blew through the entirety of campaign one, kind of taking a breather, you know, <laughs> kind of chilling on it for now. And it's it's also the you know getting introduced to campaign two with all these new characters, all this new stuff. I was like, yeah, I'm just not yet, not yet. When will I pick up campaign two and start? Uh, who knows? I may wait until I I, I really don't know. I don't want to say anything. I I know that I will get back into it because uh, as Chris and I both have said several times on this podcast so far, uh, this crew is great. This crew is phenomenal. Oh yeah. You know, Matt's a great DM. All these characters, they don't fucking go above and beyond. They don't blow out their characters. They're not super, like, cringe nerdy. <laughs> They're all so fucking chill and lax and cool, and they, they get white hot when they need to, 
and they're just fucking easy going when they when they're not, mm-hmm. and just seeing their all their dynamics and their, as Chris has mentioned as well, these are all friends. Like it's crazy what a world they live in that they're all they're all voice actors, so they all know each other, and then they all became friends, and then they all started playing D and D like that. To me, that alone is such a fucking cool story, you know. But I'll get into it as well. Campaign two will be around the bend sometime for me. All right. So, um, other than that, I I didn't think I was going to have any games <clears throat> when it came time to record because of the other things I've been doing. Uh-huh. But uh, I actually did pick up Destiny 2 again last night, played a little bit more. The, uh, the raid I had mentioned, I thought it was going to be Tuesday, but it was actually Friday. Uh-huh. of last week. So they didn't wait a whole week. The world first team, I believe it took them seven hours to beat or something like that, the raid. Uh-huh. Because it is a recommended light level of 280. And because there are only like four days and there's only so much you can do. You know, yeah. you there's... Once you've done the weeklies, there are very few things you can do that will actually give you gear that will level you up. Everything else Hmm. has a soft cap to it. So their group was like 265. So they're a full 15 levels below cap at the launch of this raid. Um, I know one of the other groups, they took a full like 11 hours to get through it. And these are people that have gotten world first before. And it still took them that long. Wow. Um, they, I saw at least one comment from one of them that said that it uh, it wasn't a bad thing. It was good how long it took because it, you know, it gave, excuse me, it gave that, um, that, you know, I guess thrill that, build up that oh wow this is really i'm really having to try and really having to do this and i need to be stronger and this is really a challenge Uh um so it wasn't a bad feeling from what i've seen um i don't quite know you know how it rank compared to the other two that are out there so far Mm -hmm. and speaking of the other two i still I I need to do some research on this and actually watch them, watch the different raids now. Um, Because when the game came out, the first thing was the actual raid, uh, Leviathan. Now there are two raid, uh, I just lost what it's called, raid layers. That's what it is. There are two raid layers, one that came out with the last DLC, one with this DLC. So I'm really curious at this point, what is the difference between a raid and a raid layer? Because if a raid layer is taking just as long, if not longer, than the raid, how much different is it actually? Um, I'm My current assumption is that it's just being called a raid layer because it's associated with the same location still. And it's not like a, you know, different planet. It's not like a different world, whatever. Like, the original uh, Destiny raids, they all kind of took place as part of different stories. Whereas this is part of one big story, you know, arc. 
These are kind of like mini arcs in the b- middle of it. Right. So it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I'll probably be, I don't know if I'll get time this week. I might, um, to go and actually watch videos, watch people go through the raids and see what they consist of. Um, and then I'll decide if I'm actually going to do them. I only logged in long enough to do most of the weeklies. Uh, did the Crucible one, which was painful. <laughs> so I had read it in a patch note, but completely forgot about it when I started playing. That on the um, the harder or the competitive PvP mode, they have taken away motion sensors, the radar. So it is way harder now. Because hmm. before it was just different game modes. You know, the competitive consisted of uh, basically no respawn. You know, other players could revive you X number of times or just straight up no revives or whatever the mode is. Uh, basically, the seek and destroy and uh, something else. But without radar, it was super hard. And I didn't get on a good team anyway. The one a try I did of that... Um, we went 0-5 on rounds, or 0-6 on rounds, so we immediately lost that. And that was painful. I think I had like two kills the whole time uh, wow. out of all the rounds. It was brutal. I felt so bad. But I just... And there's this whole new meta with weapons that I don't know about because I haven't been paying attention to the game. So I run out you know, with my weapons that I've done fairly well with before, and I die in like a second. It's like this is... That wasn't a heavy weapon, you know, that one shots. Why am I dying so quick? Yeah. Uh, so it was very brutal overall with the PvP. That was in both modes, getting killed very quick. Um, but I spent the rest of the time in the, uh, what they call quick play, which is the more casual PvP, which I think a lot more people are playing now, actually, with mm-hmm. the radar changes. Because when I queued up, it used to be when I queued up for quick play, it took a while to get a match, but competitive was very quick. Now it's the other way around. I actually get a game very quick in the casual mode and not so quick in competitive. Hmm. Um, it's. I, I won't be able to make a final determination until I actually find out more about the raid, or the raids, I should say, at this point. But I'm still in that overall, okay, I guess I'll log in for one night a week, play a little bit. And then I've essentially done everything I need to do until the next Tuesday. Um, yeah, I, I live vicariously through Destiny 2 stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, point of fact, uh, the Easy Allies podcast, uh, not their podcast, but uh, one of their podcasts they host, uh, Frame Trap, episode 55, uh, the first game they talk about like four minutes in is Destiny 2. And Huber made a quote that I wonder how the audience and you yourself think about this. He said, man, Destiny 2 got old overnight. I was like, damn, I could, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. I've, I've pretty much got that echoed sentiment from a lot of people that it's kind of got that MMO mentality, you know, that you get in, you get the new content. Yeah, it's fun. It's cool. Okay, I've now ran this dungeon 20 times. I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Okay, I'll just check back in four months. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and I I do want to be clear that I think the game as a whole 
is solid, and I think they made a lot of improvements over Destiny 1 when they did it. But it wasn't wasn't enough to feel entirely different, if that makes right. sense. So mm-hmm. up to that point, you know, players like myself, we'd been grinding for, I think it was technically three years of Destiny 1. Mm-hmm. We've been grinding in it and playing, and I played it almost nonstop for like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Playing every single week, even after completing weeklies, before weeklies were a thing. Um, and I enjoyed it, but, you know, that tapered off over time. I stopped having as much to do. Um, I hit max light levels, and then I was done. You know, there's nothing to do once you hit max light levels except for farm weapons, and I wasn't anywhere near that level of crazy. Right. Um, so, and now they've actually taken out the grinding of weapons. So, even for those that do that, there's not really as much of a reason. They did back, add in those masterwork weapons, which are kind of a replacement, sort of, um, where you can, a drop will randomly be masterwork and give you some kind of bonus to it. Okay. Um, like, I had a shotgun that was masterwork, and it could shoot farther or had a wider spread or something like that mm-hmm. um, I had a uh, hand cannon that was masterwork and I think it gave me more uh, ammo in the clip mm-hmm. you know minor things like that but I don't know still not enough for me to really care mm-hmm. uh, and the worst part is when I get one of those I feel like I need to hoard it because it's masterwork but you also if you, you can re-roll these bonuses too. So if you want to re-roll a bonus, you have to break down other masterwork weapons. Okay. So you have to give them up if you, you know, to get those items. Um, but even if I don't use a particular weapon, I feel like I need to keep it because it's masterwork. But mm-hmm. I ended up breaking down two of mine. I think I have one left and I've barely used it. Um, I think I'm currently using the shotgun just because it was highest level. Um, and... I want to infuse it in my shotgun I prefer because it's a it's an automatic shotgun, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome on bosses. But at the same time I don't want to infuse it because if I infuse it, I don't get those materials for breaking it down for masterwork. Right. It's just straight consumed. So it's it's added a little bit of unnecessary uh stress, decision making, whatever how you want to put it to the weapon gathering process. Which is already bad enough with hoarding and stuff. My God, I actually had to go into, there's an app you can use called Dim. It's Destiny Item Manager. And it has a feature where you type in it and go, okay, show me duplicates. I was like, all right, I need to get rid of some of these duplicates because I need shards. But I had duplicates of weapons because I, you know, could use them on more than one character. Or I just never got around to sorting through them. And there's never enough inventory space on Destiny at all. They keep adding it. And then we're like, yay, okay, need more. Yeah. Um, that eternal struggle um i think that's about it for destiny 2 i just i I enjoy the game at this point more in pve than pvp um Mm. but i've done everything i can well not everything everything i care to do at the moment yeah that's always fine to say man if you if you feel you've gotten what you want out of it it doesn't matter if there's more shit or not you know Um, that's it for me for the week other than the obvious. Well, 
Well, uh, there was another movie I thought you said you saw as well. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Before, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Saturday I was supposed to see something different, but instead I saw Black Panther, which I was really glad I did because I misunderstood what Black Panther was about. Mm-hmm. I thought Black Panther was a prequel type thing. I thought it was a yeah. past thing. Yeah. But, but it was it happened right after. <laughs> um, yeah, it literally carried on right after the previous movie, um, which was Civil War. Yes. Yeah. So Because that was his introduction to the MCU. Yeah. I was really glad I watched it. Really good movie. Um I'm trying to think if I had any issues with it. I don't think I did. Oh, there was I was there was a sequence of events that I thought were unnecessary for the movie. Mm-hmm. They literally only happened. So one character would be in one spot. And that was the way they chose to do it was, you know, the first however much of the movie was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything non-spoiler related to talk about it before getting into spoilers. Um I think that's it. I mean, it you can was, give a you can give your review of it, like any kind of, you know, like where do you place it? What, did you like it? Like, yeah, yeah, I absolutely talking. liked it. I had, aside from you know that one minor issue with I think a necessary, an entirely necessary part, mm-hmm. uh, or I think I won't say unnecessary, but could have been done in a different way. I'll put that yeah. put it that way. Um, the movie was great. Uh, it was yeah. very, it was a bit different. It was a really nice introduction into the character of Black Panther, the history of Black Panther. Even though this wasn't a prequel, it still, you know, revealed the history. Right. Um, and the the kind of path going forward of Black Panther, uh, a lot of really awesome moments in it. Uh, Something that people need to know right away about Black Panther this movie is called Black Panther. This is not a Black Panther movie. This is King T'Challa's movie. You know, this is the this is all of them, all of his his tribe, his the other characters. Like you see, Black Panther have the costume on a few times. You see him engaging in battle and doing the cool shit that you saw from Civil War. But it's not like nine tenths of the movie is him, you know, running around in a suit fighting stuff. This is his story. It's a story about him. So I I really like that. Yeah. And I think that's in keeping with the other movies. Yeah. You know, the Captain America movies, they weren't all Captain America in his suit running around. There was stuff. That didn't even happen until later anyway. (laughs) Yeah, there was stuff with, you know, it's just Steve. Yeah. Um, Not even talking about just the first movie. I'm talking about the last one, Civil War. Yeah. You know, sure, they had this big climatic battle, but there was also just Steve Rogers. Fucking Winter Soldier. Spoiler warning for Winter Soldier. I mean, it's it's got a lot of cool action scenes in it, mm-hmm. but the the espionage draw was the big appeal, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So, getting the spoilers for Black Panther, the... I'll go ahead and since I was already talking about the whole scene where they captured the guy and then he was rescued. Mm-hmm. 
that after once the, you know, villain guy went back to Wakanda, I was like, okay, so the whole thing with the other guy was unnecessary because he was just going back anyway. And they only did it to get the CIA guy there. Yeah. It's like, you really couldn't do that any other way but drawing out like 40 plus minutes of the movie. I don't even know how long it took. It might be exaggerating. Yeah. But it felt pretty long. Don't get me wrong. It was a cool sequence. The uh, car scene, uh, car chase thing was pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. It just felt kind of worthless other than being a cool action thing. Yeah. Um, the, the, so, God, it's one of those movies. Um, the whole thing with the flowers getting burned, Uh that is very interesting, you know? Yeah. Because what, what happens next? Yeah. What happens, you know, he can't, that's how he got, that's how he got his power. Yeah. And from what I understand, they were all destroyed on Mm -hmm. his water. So if he has, if somebody comes and challenges him, like if he has to remove the power, can he? And if he can, how's he going to get it? There's going to be something. Somebody's going to have, you know, a fucking secret formula somewhere. Somebody is going to have kept like a secret stash of the flowers and they cultivate them somewhere. Or they go on a quest to find more because it's a wild plant, you know. It's not, unless they took the only ones, which is. Yeah. I was kind of up and down about the whole plant shit period, but Mm -hmm. I I, I took it for what it was. Yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting way to deal with, you know, how someone gets powers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's not like they're born with it. It's not this or that. And, you know, the whole thing with him being king, he has to earn it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a certain level of respect from the other clans. uh, So they don't, you know, necessarily challenge for rule. But the possibility is there, you know, and it plays into the story like it does. Um, So even though, yeah, he has these powers, he's still... He can back it up even without his power, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that was really solid. Um, You have any other thoughts on Black Panther? Well, I want to say that whenever whenever I rated this movie, I did rate it a four out of five. This, I felt like the Black Panther was exploding all around me, and I was a guy going, yeah, it was really good, but... Civil War, this was not. Winter Soldier, this was not. Did I have a good time? Yes, I did. Did I enjoy it? Me and my wife saw it together. We both enjoyed it, yes. But this was not the this was not a creme de la creme. I felt like everybody around me was like shaking me by the throat, going, You seen Black Panther? I'm like, Yes, I seen it. It was good. No, it's the greatest thing ever. I'm like, mm, no, not that damn good, but I, it I, is good. I will say I think it certainly gets part of its whole um, part of the reason it was so popular was because of all the things that are you know going on today in the world related to African Americans. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was, was a I've huge part of it. Definitely um, felt that, and um, I I'm completely cool with that. You know, I thought it was 
really cool. The things that were reflective of traditional African, you know, tribes. Yeah. Um, it was, it was really solid in that aspect. I think they did a, they did a really good job of, of merging the like tribal looks with the future. Like you got that. This was an area that just got hit by a fucking meteorite. And then the civilizations built shit with it and grew with it and learned how to manipulate it over time. Like, when they explain that that's how they are the way they are, like Wakanda is an a hyper-advanced civilization aside from the world all to itself. Yeah. They have machinery, technology, medicine, uh, culture, all this stuff that is far beyond any like high-scale technology shit that the rest of the world has. And they show how because, you know, the meteorite fell and they adopted it. They incorporated it. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I like that. I like how they wove those two together. Yeah, it was it was a nice change from the just, oh, hey, we have all this stuff. Now we're going to, you know, go blow everything up and right. or do these things. It was, nope, we're going to chill. We take care of ourselves our legacy, our history, and we move forward. Yeah. You know, that's our way. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. And even even at the end, you know, where they start to expand, I think based on what we've seen so far, it makes sense. You know, it's not as dramatic um, as it could be. It's still pretty dramatic just considering what's happening. Right. But it could be a whole lot more dramatic, you know. Right. We'll see how I mean if you're even if you're even treating Black Panther 1 as the first in a trilogy, you know, a la Captain America, a la Iron Man brings nothing but high hopes for the next one. And oh, yeah. or the third one, you know. So like if this was just his introduction style story, which it wasn't, but if this was the first Black Panther movie in the succession of Marvel Cinematic Universe Black Panther films, oh man, they could, they can't go anywhere from up but here. Mm-hmm. And if they do, oh my god, it's gonna be so good. So while I was there seeing that, you know, seeing the previews beforehand, um, still on the MCU topic, the Ant Man and Wasp movie. Uh huh. That is going to be hilarious. Yeah. I see it just being just as good as the first one was. Dude, as Paul Rudd, of course, is going to be. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I'm already being asked to take, you know, someone to the movies when it comes out. Yeah. I've got to show Ant-Man 1 to my wife. She hasn't seen it yet, but we've got to see it because we're, we're, we're going to go see this one as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh that's my thoughts on Black Panther. And unless you have anything else, Chris, for your week. Nope, just our topic. I guess it's time to roll into this week's topic. So oh, I, I want to throw this out there. Okay, throw it out. So for our audience, a little bit of yes. behind the scenes. Okay. I got home oh. Tuesday night. And I immediately sent Michael a message going, can we record now? Oh, no, let me tell you. you I'm going to tell it better. Okay. So I get a text message at 3.46 in the morning. 
we've got to record right now. I was like, mm. man, it's 340. No, I've got to talk about this movie I just saw. I was like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was good. I I was laughing and smiling so hard when I got that text from you, when I got that Facebook message from you, because I was like, good. Now I feel better about gushing about God of War and can't wait to talk about it. So now, on your end, you've got Infinity War, and you can't wait to talk about it. Ooh, it's going to oh, be yeah. good. Um, so, yeah, that's our topic tonight, folks, is the we both now have seen the Marvel Cinematic Universe movie Avengers Infinity War. Uh, we're going to do a little bit. It, we've actually kind of done a spoiler-free uh discussion last episode mm-hmm. so we probably won't dwell on that for too too much uh i mean chris can put some spoiler free talk if you if you would like but in general if you want to hear a little bit of preliminary discussion check out last episode because so, man there's a lot there's a lot to talk about in this movie yeah i'm gonna throw this out there and i'm putting this entirely on michael for not stressing it if you haven't seen Infinity War, go see it. Yes. Just okay. period. If you haven't uh, seen it, go see it now. Don't wait. Go. Yes. Uh, also, for those that... Uh, this is kind of a weird thing to say because it doesn't really matter. If you don't want spoilers, you're not going to listen anyway. But if for some reason you do, again, just as we said about God of War, if you are the type of person that after you hear somebody just utterly gush and gush and talk and fanboy and just geek out and, and mark out and just, if that turns you away from a movie, you need to stop listening to this episode right now because we're going to talk about it. And I have great things to say about this film. Chris may as well. And that may, if that's a thing for you, then it's coming. Uh, I agree. That is a spoiler-free thing that needs to be said right off the bat. If especially if you have seen the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point. And just throwing a date out here right now, we are in the middle of, we're a little after the middle of uh, May right now. So if you are listening to this episode, especially after me dropping it on uh, the SoundCloud page, and you have not seen this movie yet, few caveats. If you've seen all the MCU up to this point, and for some reason you have not seen this one, Maybe you, you're you scared of it living up to the hype, or maybe you're just really biding your time, or maybe you have your doubts. I don't know what reason, but you need to go see this movie. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the MCU, and you're sick to fucking death of people talking about these films, I totally get it. You don't have to go see it. If it ain't up your alley, it's not up your alley. I believe it is. Uh, you don't even have to see every single movie in this MCU to to lead up to it, but if you do, that's going to help you. It's gonna it's 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 going to. There are some prerequisite movies. I will give you that, but you get more of all these characters by seeing all the previous content. I was so glad. About, yes, <clears throat> you don't have to see the uh, TV show stuff so much, but the movies themselves, you're gonna want to because they're gonna. There's lots of callbacks. This does not. 
you know, Batman original movie, this is not. Spider-Man original movie, this is not. You're mm-hmm. not going to get... This this movie has like 50, 60 some odd characters in it. They do not spend... <laughs> they don't even spend like 10 seconds going, hey, you're the guy with the hammer and who's a god. Who's They don't do shit like that. You either yeah. know who these people are or get the fuck off the bus. Um, I genuinely encourage you, if you are a movie person, person again if, if if you were the person like i mentioned earlier where you're just sick to death of hearing about the mcu this is not your bag you're not into this i totally get it i understand i i, I get it but if you are that person but you're also a movie person this shit pays off and this is this is this movie needs to be seen in that regard so go check them out go watch them I don't even know. This movie's been out for what two and a half, three weeks now. So yeah. if you haven't seen it by now, I yeah, there's got to be some reasons, and I'm sorry for whatever they <laughs> are, but holy shit, it only took about a week and a half for the whole world to go, hey, fucking lids off, people. Spoilers are everywhere. Fuck you if you ain't seen this. No. And that being said, we are also going to be spoiler yeah. heavy as well. Couple uh, other things. A, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um. I want to throw out that I don't know if you know, but uh, Dave Batista. Did you watch him in WWE ever? I don't know how much WWE you even watched. Uh, uh, no, and I only watched a little bit back in like uh grade school and high school. Sure. I rarely got a chance to check that shit out. Uh, I was into it heavily, especially the Stone Cold Austin, the mm-hmm. Stone Cold era, sure. and the uh, NWO era, but. That's unfortunately a huge nerd hole that I've never been way deep in and I can't regurgitate all the knowledge about. I, I like it. I enjoy it from a distance for now. Yeah, so Dave Batista was a wrestler. And then he he kind of faded away. And then he showed up in a little film called Guardians of the Galaxy. And I didn't mention this when I actually talked about those movies. But it was one of those things that kind of came through with... Uh, Infinity War really hit me. How good of a job he's done. Yes. Um, it's not often you see someone just um, make a transition like that. I mean, sure, you have The Rock. You have, you know, these other guys have done it. But he was not a terribly huge name. He had his moments in the spotlight, of course. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't necessarily super popular at any point in time. But he fits the role. He's playing well. Um, Dude, people love Drax. Yeah. In all three of these instances of seeing him, people love Drax. Yeah. He's, he's great. And there's, I was reading, so immediately after I got home, I started reading through articles, you know, while I was making my notes, trying to make sure I didn't forget things I wanted to talk about. And one of them actually brought up that one of his lines was pure improv. It wasn't in the script for him to say, but it fits so well in it, you know. So he certainly got a lot of... Uh, Potential as an actor, you know, um, and skill as an actor, not just potential. Um, I had mentioned in Thor Ragnarok that the human, a human humor didn't fit the movie at all. It was too much over the top. Um, there was a smith. It was better than Ragnarok, you know, by leaps and bounds. There's still a couple of moments in Infinity War. I was like, all right, we're still in this kind of mentality. Um, wasn't terrible. Wasn't nearly as drastic, but there were still a couple moments. Um, but it was overall a lot better suited. Um, I think that's it for non-spoiler. 
Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I'm sure there are people out there who have done it by now. I mean, there's, there's I don't know, 17,000 Infinity War videos in existence already, and mm-hmm. I'm sure many of them have already done spoiler-free reviews. Feel free to check them out across any YouTube page. And again, you can also check our last episode, our last podcast episode, where we, I, it was, I mean, mainly, unfortunately, it was me because Chris hadn't seen it yet, but... I gave as much as a spoiler-free review as I could and tried my best to push people to it. That's about all you can really do for this movie because, holy shit, it kicks off. It just kicks the door in with shit happening. So, with all that being said, uh, we are about to roll into spoilers. One more thought before the spoiler. Go ahead. Please do. We were talking um, last week, and I think even the week before, a little bit of talk about it about you know how they were going to do thanos in the movie you know because of his whole background who he is you know i will say they nailed it um if you're concerned about how they're going to treat thanos in all aspects you know uh character power everything i think they nailed it spot on Bottom line for this whole movie, that's and it's including we're including Thanos specifically because holy shit, it, oh, it's good. The bottom line with this movie is, if you haven't haven't paid attention to the MCU, you need to start. You need to get on it. You need to get on that shit. If you like movies, watch them and do it. And after that, does this movie live up to the hype? Me. Fuck yes, it did. Yes, it did. I actually thought oh, that yes. several times in the theater when I was watching the movie. I was like, this is so good. I was I was actually scared. I was actually nervous at some points in my life going, oh, man, I don't know if it's going to be so much build up. And, and he has so much build up. I don't know. And I was like, I'm fucking loving it. So there we go. Spoiler free shout out of the way. Chris, can we get the spoilers now? Can we do this now? Yeah. Do it. Let's fucking do it. We are now going to be talking about spoilers for Marvel Cinematic Universe movie Avengers Infinity War as of this time right now. So you've been thoroughly warned. Again, please go check this movie out. Go check all these movies out. You are doing yourself a disservice by not getting involved with this shit. Um, so here we go. Holy shit. Yeah. As I said, this movie was fucking great. This movie was so fucking good. I had a good time. I got to see it with my wife. We watched it together. We both enjoyed it. We both had a damn good time. Uh, a fucking roller coaster ride throughout the movie. Oh, man. There's, there's so much to talk about with this movie. So much to talk about. Uh... What about you, Chris? Do you feel like it paid off? Do you feel like Thanos paid off? Like the movie paid off? Like all this watching you've been doing over the past couple of weeks or months or whatever, do you feel like it's all it's all paid off for you with this movie? Yes. Um, like I was saying, it was totally worth it watching all the other movies. Um, like you said, the TV series didn't really play into it. The only one I would say that you might want to watch would be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but mm-hmm. that's really mainly the first season, I think. First two mm-hmm. seasons, and then you're probably good. Um, but having all that culminate into this movie 
everything was wrapped up so well. Yeah. Um, I say wrapped up, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And seeing like I, I went and it just like you said, when I, when I got home from the movie, now all the gloves were off. Now I could go watch like other people's reviews and go watch like, you know, Easter egg videos and oh, uh, 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 story synopsis and here's all shit that tied in. Like I could read and watch everything. And it was just a reminder of how even down to small, minute details, how much time and care and love the MCU has put into these films like they have callbacks to like the first Captain America movie. They have callbacks to the second Thor movie. They mm-hmm. have callbacks to everything. Yeah. So good. Like they care. I love it. So I've been I've been rolling around in my head of how we're going to do this and mm-hmm. I, I tell you what I've noticed from most from most uh reviews is that they start talking about how they love the movie and then it's Thanos and then it's just all over the place. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. This is going to be better for you, I believe, because, for again, it's been three weeks now since I've seen it. Three weeks? Yeah. Two or three weeks. Uh, you're fresh, off the, you're fresh off, the, off the presses. Oh, yeah. So, as best as we can, let's try to go from the beginning of the movie to the end and just talk about shit that we liked, that we remembered, that were good points, bad points, whatever. Um, I don't have a plot analysis. I tried today to look for one to try mm-hmm. to go like, you know, scene by scene or, or whatever. But good sure. God, there was so much shit in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there was, this was a two hour, two, two hour, two 20, hour something 20 minute, minute movie. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I was good the whole fucking way. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of a time in the movie where it was a, where there was a fucking like a piss break. It was like, oh, well, no. this shit's coming up. Time to go take a piss. Nope, I hope think you I got actually paused. had to. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this is an example of movie that needs intermission. <laughs> right here. Because holy yeah. shit. Um, so right off the bat, you see uh, where the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 shit left off. I'm sorry, where Thor Ragnarok 2's uh, shit left off. And apparently, just Thanos Thor Ragnarok, is, by the way. Yeah, there's uh, no sequel. <laughs> yeah, uh, shit already kicks off. Like Thanos is already on the scene. Yeah. He's already got his minion type people that you know nothing about, you've never met before. Yep, and they're he's already kicked shit in. A, a controversial thing with me. This is probably one of my slight negative things that I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. The Hulk gets his shit kicked in. Like, I love the comedic line of we have a Hulk because that's a callback. And I was like, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's real good. The Hulk got his shit kicked in. And I was like, holy shit, it's so important that y'all do that. That is so, so vastly important that you have done that. Because now it sets a clear, definitive power line for Thanos. Uh, I don't know how far he could go with that fight in the comics without the Infinity Gauntlet, but the fact that he already had it and had the power stone oh, yeah. there, that wasn't like, okay, we get it. Now he just he just bitch whipped the Hulk. Mm-hmm. What I didn't care for the rest of the movie, and I understand why they do it, and I, I know the mechanical reason why they do it, and I know the story reason why they've done it. It's just not a decision I care for. 
I didn't like how they continued the idea of uh, Hulk ain't coming out. Like, yeah. Hulk's just, no, I'm not coming. Like, I don't like the baby that they have made the Hulk. I don't, I don't, I don't care for that. I get it. I understand the machination of it. Just mm-hmm. saying I don't agree with it. Anyway, so that happens. And then you see Loki pulling his shit. And you're like, oh, he's going to... And he fucking dies. Yeah. Very important thing about Loki dying. They show you... They show him killing him. It's not a, I've got Loki in between two fingers, and then I look at the... I look at Loki, and then I look at you at the camera, and the camera turns away, and you hear a snap. No. You saw him kill him. You heard the snap and saw the life go out of him. I was like, damn, they aren't fucking playing with this movie. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. That was how many I minutes know, into it? God, like five, yeah. five, five minutes or so. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I had any aspirations that we were going to see, you know, fucking visceration and guts like Deadpool. But just the fact that, th- that this movie, they've been like, yeah, right here on the screen, somebody dies like in the hands of somebody else. That's some shit. And then, if that wasn't good enough for you, if that wasn't enough death for you in this first five minutes, he killed Heimdall as well. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. god. Whoa! So, this is how we're doing the whole killing half the universe? That was my silly first thought. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, having the new baddies on the scene and you knowing nothing about them... I was already starting to write them off because I'm like they're 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 all gray skin tone alien looking things. I get the visual distinction between them. He's a he's the big burly brute. Yeah, cool. Right. She's the quick nimble fighter, you know. He's the intelligent mage guy. That shit's quickly got evaporated because they were badass. <laughs> uh Especially, and I don't remember their names. I should. Again, I've only seen this movie once. Uh, I've been debating on me and my wife going back to the theater and seeing it again. I don't know. But either way, I, I don't remember their names, and I don't remember from the comics either. I'm so sorry. But that the the uh, the one that controls shit with his mind, the, te- the, the tele- telekinesis guy, mm-hmm. holy shit. He gets so much screen time. And I love, I ate all of it up. With his whole fucking hand behind his back, talking, you know, with an air of pompous attitude shit, and then just throwing metal around everywhere. Oh, man. I love that guy. Yeah, it was so casual, too. Yeah. He's just like, oh, flick up his fingers. <laughs> what like, do you think you're he doing? he knew. He knew. Like, I got fucking power. Mm-hmm. I literally don't have to lift a finger. But if I do, it's like, yeah, like that. And I can just throw, like, half a fucking ship at you. Yeah. And then uh, later on, not really getting into it since we're not there yet, but getting it, he works for Thanos, though. And yeah. he recognizes that despite all his power, he's nothing to Thanos. Yep. Yep. No, I like that. And, uh, well, it's 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 true now because I think, yeah, they're all dead. All four of them got killed, didn't, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Sink. One got shipped out of airlock. One got ran across this, these thing. 
Yeah, yeah, actually they all did. So another thing that I like that they could have done, but I'm glad they didn't because it's something that was done in the comics. I think Mephisto actually tried to, I think Mephisto was working Thanos the whole time in order for him to get the gauntlet. They didn't do that with these. These four were loyal fucking servants to Thanos. Yeah. They didn't have some ulterior motive where we're like, oh, Lord Thanos, we will do your bidding, and then when your back's turned, we're going to get the gauntlet. No. They were like, yeah, that guy, that guy is fucking powerful. We don't fuck with him. We we damn near worship him. You know, we're not, we don't play games. Uh... So then we're we're down to Earth. Hulk shows up, gets slammed in the 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 the, the shit with the uh, the banter back and forth between <laughs> Tony Stark and Doctor Strange. Yeah, loved it. That's, That's great. I I remember friends and like podcast people. I remember people talking about that. Like, can you guys not wait until? you know, Tony Stark and Dr. Stephen Strange have witty banter back and forth, and we got it. And guess what? It was great! <laughs> Which is a theme throughout this whole fucking movie. Uh, so they show up on Earth, they start wrecking shit, and again, there's the fucking, there's the uh, the tele- telepathic, the telekinesis guy just wreaking fucking habit, making light work of damn near everything. Uh, there's the there was the stuff with the 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 scenes between uh, uh Scarlet Witch and Vision giving more backstory yeah. to them so now you understand what happened to them that they were basically they were kind of eloping but they were basically <laughs> trying to live their own life away from all this shit but of course they're going to get drugged back in i mean it's vision come yeah. on even, and i had even I had, if it wasn't thanos related you can't you can't dude yeah, and I had no idea, you know, that relationship was there. I mean, I know really? in Civil War, you know, it was kind of, it It didn't seem like it was that kind of relationship yeah, yeah. in Civil War to me. See, but, I, I, I like that about it. They didn't, <laughs> the MCU has not thrown that relationship in your face. They've subtly hinted throughout. And it's just kind of up to you to understand, like, yeah, these two are a thing. Like, they want to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But so we get we get a little bit of back scenery from them. We we get to see how it, it's 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 more power gauging when they show up to fight and it, they they fight between uh the the glaive girl and I think I think I think the glaive guy and the girl uh, yeah. were fighting Vision and Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm tr- I have to go back and watch it again. It may be something I missed, but there is a reason why his glaive went through Vision like that. Like, it wasn't just the fact that he snuck up from behind and stabbed him from the back. It's something about, I think in the comics, like, he's, his glaive can can attack Vision. So there's, some, there's something there. There's something about... Like, you know Vision cannot... He basically can't be hit. He's fucking invulnerable. If anything, shit goes through him if he wants it to. But yeah, this glaive, like, consistently kept fucking him up. And I think there may have been a detail. I think one of them may have said something like, you know, this this is made out of something or whatever. The only thing but, I remember is Vision saying that it's preventing me from phasing or something like that. 
Yeah, maybe that's what it was. That's probably what it was. And they, they, the moment I, I got to tell you, whenever Captain showed, whenever Cap showed up, mm-hmm. I thought that was somebody else. I, I <laughs> thought I. Don't ask me why, even though I'd already mm-hmm. seen the trailer. I thought Black Panther was about to come out right then. Okay. And then Cap, and then Cap walks out of the shadows, and I was like, you dumbass. Of course that was Cap. Come on. <laughs> uh, new look. Uh, y- yeah. Ugh, so good. So good. Yeah, and it plays off so well off of Civil War mm-hmm. with him just kind of walking away from everything and not having a shield either. Yep. Yep. Uh, the the scene where uh, Thunderbolt Ross is talking, you know, about you know you guys need to get your shit together and or whatever, and it's like, yeah, here's Captain. You gonna bring him in? Yeah, um, I'll get around to that or whatever he said. And he's like, well, there there's a court martial. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man, you're not gonna side with Captain America. Come oh, yeah. on. And that was something else I read that I didn't realize during the movie, but. After reading it, it really, you know, um, was apparent. He's not references Captain Mer- Captain America most of the time. Yeah, he's not. He's just Steve. Steve. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that till somebody else mentioned it up. He's mainly called Steve in Infinity War, not Captain America, mm-hmm. not even Cap. And his suit's uh, all blacked out. Yeah, because he's a he's like defected from all that shit. Mm-hmm. Which is which is interesting. Yeah, apparently there is a comic arc related to him where he becomes nomad or something like that, and just yeah. lives in the wild. And this is kind of a, it's not that specifically, but it's a you know, it's similar to it. It was the inspiration for it, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, uh, my my memory's starting to get blurry. I'm I'm just I'm on an emotional <laughs> fucking just high from remembering this movie but i'm trying to remember where we went from here uh was that when it went to the guardians uh yeah i think so okay so we got a little bit of backstory uh and a little bit more scenery with the guardians Mm -hmm. uh i like the man the fucking banter (laughs) the Mm -hmm. fucking banter back and forth between fucking uh uh thor and uh star lord yeah, he was like, "Are you are are you intentionally lower your voice?" No, I, I always talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Thor is copying him." Yeah, I, 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 I see you. See, see you copied my beard. No, no, I didn't. A uh, teenager Groot. Oh, oh, dude, he was like, "I am Groot." Oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa, you foul language, and you're like. What a fucking place in time, Chris. What a world we live in. There is a fucking talking tree that is supposed to be emulating a teenage boy. He says, I am Groot. You don't know what the (laughs) fuck he said, but you understand and infer from their reactions that he probably said a cuss word or something. Mm -hmm. He probably said some bad shit like, fuck you, dad, or whatever. But you're laughing at this moment of a fucking tree talking. Mm -hmm. This is great. What a world we get to live in. How spoiled. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, And And they split up. 
Yeah. Uh, so, okay, bam, right now. Yeah. This is one of the cool things I kept telling my wife four or five times in this movie. I'm like, look at this little fucking mini team we got now. This is how the MCU has handled the, oh, you people think that we can't handle having 60, 70 some odd characters in a movie, huh? You think that's too much, huh? Because, dude, I saw fucking, like, pre-reviews and news stories and articles months and months before this movie come out. And one of the main gripes I saw, again, it was so fucking stupid because the movie wasn't even out yet, is, oh, I, I feel like the movie scene is going to be like superhero overload. Like, have people not had enough of these superhero movies? Well, I've had enough of DC superhero movies, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but Marvel, no, I have not. But go on. Well, I just think that if they're going to have all these superhero movies in one, it's going to be too bloated. It's going to be too much. And it's not going to be great. So MCU said, it is, and here's <laughs> how it's going to be great. We're going to take over the course of time and establish these teams. We're going to establish the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. We're going to establish the Avengers. We're going to establish the many partnerships in those. So you know that... Uh, you know, uh, a rocket raccoon is re is really good with Groot. Like, there's mm -hmm. a mini team right there, but they are part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You're gonna see uh, a movie that's gonna show that that Spider-Man really likes hanging out with Tony Stark, <laughs> etc. And but that you know he's he's kind of an Avenger, mm -hmm. but I mean now he is. But that was an awesome see, moment too. Yeah, you get to see all these teams working together. So we're gonna make this movie way down the line. Well, we're gonna break up all these teams and they're going to be in all different aspects. So when you saw Thor and uh it was Thor, uh Rocket Raccoon and who else? Who was the third person that was um, Groot. It's Groot. It was just those two. Was yeah, it was just those three. Cuz okay. they were in the escape pod and it was uh Rocket Raccoon in the middle and then Thor and Groot behind on the shoulders. Yeah, there seats. you go. Mini mini team right there. And then when uh, later in, later on in the movie, uh, it was Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider Man mm -hmm. were in. The, I'm like, look at these little fucking mini teams. Look at these new little mini brigades. I love how they did that. It brought it brought all the characters in, but had them interacting with different people. So not only are you getting their screen time, you're getting them interacting with people that you want them to interact with. So you're seeing new dynamics for these people. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, so then you also got a little bit of exposition, uh, which I'll get into more of that when we get to the, the Gamora part period. Mm -hmm. But you get the exposition where Gamora is down on her, down on her luck. She's really depressed, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, look, there's going to come a time where uh, you're going to have to do what I say. You're going to have to kill me if I need you to. Of course not. Well, <laughs> you're going to have to. Promise me. When she said... Promise me on your mother, my fucking heart dropped. I, there was so much fucking emotion from that statement. Promise me on your mother. I was like, oh, Marvel, you just don't, you are not pulling the fucking stops with this movie. Holy shit, my fucking heart bleeds for you. And he was like, all right, I promise on my mother. And I was like, oh, man, so good. No, I was, uh, I was actually curious if he was going to promise at that point. Yeah. Because like, that, no, that's like you just mm. you just signed your death warrant. I understood. <laughs> I knew it. I knew what that meant. Um, 
All right, help me out now. So where are we at okay. now? I, I so think... at this point, they split. Um, it was basically the rest of the Guardians um, went to the Collector. Right. That, that's right, because they thought the Collector had one of the other stones, or two, one or two of the other stones. Yeah. The um, Tesseract, I believe. Yeah. Um, I think... So they also went uh, down to Earth where the guys on Earth were trying to figure out what to do. And I think there was a reason why they were going to go. I think, was it Strange didn't want to, but Tony talked him into going. Oh, yeah. When they were, um, when they took over that ship or I say took over, they rescued uh, Doctor Strange. Right. um, From the guy. And that's... (laughs) That was a very interesting thing. I was like, where are they going with this? What movie are they referencing? And I'd seen Aliens, but I was like, what? Does it have anything to do with Aliens? Um, <laughs> and then the guy gets space, and I was like, well, that was efficient. Yeah. Um, it, and it, that it. was, I think that was also the first scene that revealed all the details to Spider-Man's suit, which we haven't even talked about the suits. Oh, dude, um, yeah. Uh, Iron Man suit. Iron Man, the fucking bleeding edge suit. The, awesome. Yeah, the nanotech. And then Spider-Man essentially having the same kind of tech with his suit. And then you yep. see spider legs come out of it. Yeah, later. So you, you see his new suit, and it already looks cool. Oh, yeah. But later on, you get the fucking legs. And it's like, oh, they just keep adding. They just keep fucking raising. They keep raising their own bar. <laughs> yeah. And that was one of those things that um, fans were curious what they were, you know, what the suit entailed. Because those legs are from a comic. Yeah, and they're like, it's not yeah. gonna, it's gonna look weird on the screen and stuff. So it's gonna be, you know, we're kind of hesitant to see it. Yeah, it was. And Marvel said, and Marvel just points a thumb at him. <laughs> gonna look <laughs> weird. They said, just hold my beer, guys. Let me show you what I can do with fucking spider legs in a suit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and every time they came out, it was awesome. Yes, it, it was fit. Used to, it fit. It was used effectively, and it looked like like. Like spider legs, mm-hmm. you know, it it wasn't just like legs that just sh- you stuck out and did things like yeah. you know, fucking they just they they moved around and attached to things and they move like a spider leg. Mm-hmm. Ah, cool suit. Yeah, so they they took the ship and and they went back to Titan. Yeah, they um, went. They were going to Thanos's home home planet Titan. Yes, which. We know from what Thanos was saying, he actually sent the, you know, minions and said, bring the stones back to uh, Titan. He wasn't doing it himself. He was going to let them do it. It was Mm -hmm. beneath him at this point, you know. Yep. And, yeah, so we really have at that point three things going on. Thor and his group going to where they went to the uh oh yeah forge. We didn't even, we didn't, yeah they went to the forge because thor needed a new hammer yeah, basically his hammer he doesn't have it anymore nope you know that went away in uh ragnarok yeah so they had to go get him a new weapon and <laughs> it was funny you know because it was made by the dwarves i can't think of the dwarf's name offhand um but oh, uh, Peter Nicklage. No, I was talking about the character. <laughs> I know, the, I know, I know what you meant. I just... <laughs> yeah, you, you ruined my build up. But Sorry. when they, but when they went there, and you no, know, the dwarf comes out, 
and it's Peter Dinklage. It's like, I see what you did there. You have a dwarf yeah. playing a dwarf, except for the dwarf is actually a giant-sized dwarf. So it's like, okay. Um, and But totally fit. Um, because the body structure, you know, of a dwarf fit with that giant size. Um, and he filled the role very well. I have no complaints whatsoever. I don't yeah. think there are any actors I have any complaints about in this movie. Mm-mm. Can you think of any that jump out at you? I do, but I'll get to it. Okay. I'll do, but I'll get to it. Okay. And it's, uh-huh. Again, it's such a small... It, any complaints I have about this movie, none of them approach the realm of deal breakers. None of mm-hmm. them approach the realm of you should steer clear. It's just, I mean, I've got little gripes. They're just so, they're tiny gripes. Yeah. Um. Man. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, they, so they forged the axe and that was, <laughs> it was, here's one thing I really thought was odd in how they did it was when they kickstart the star and get it going again. I don't think that ship has enough oomph into it to do that. Yeah. It was a pod. It wasn't an actual ship. It was just an, you know, basically an escape pod they uh-huh. were using. That mm-hmm. was kind of like, eh. I know we're, you know, fantasy, I'll, sci-fi, but eh. I'll let it slide. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was odd, but it was, that was interesting, but then it didn't work. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, what is he gonna do? Mm. What what's the alternative? Um, I'm just gonna take the brunt force of a of a star. Yeah, and that's one of those moments where you get to see the actual strength of Thor. Right. Um, right. Not just brute, you know, force strength, but he strength has of will. Power, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so we see that. We we then go to uh Actually, one other part real quick about oh, that. Yeah. Uh Groot in that scene. Oh yeah. Dude, I didn't even understand that until I actually saw it cool down. I was like, Oh, so he's gonna pick it up and bring mm-hmm. it over to the handle. No, he becomes the handle. I was yeah. like, oh, what, what, what? Okay. He so cuts off like, his own arm so he like, can provide the handle. Wait a minute. Okay, so so now we're saying that that Groot apparently is fucking strong as hell as well because his arm can act as a fucking handle for Thor's axe. Like, are you shitting me? Like, okay, I'll, sure, sounds good to me. I'm now, rolling with it. I, I'm willing to go with at this point for that, that once it's connected to the blade, you know, there's some transference of yeah. power. Yeah. Makes sense. And especially once Thor gets his hands on it, Sure, yeah. that power is going to course through it, and it's going to strengthen it beyond what Groot is actually capable of. Right. That was just, it was definitely something like out of left field, and I was like, that's that's a fucking cool little addition there. Mm-hmm. Again, ratcheting up. Again, adding more to the pot. Just like, yeah. man, fucking all right. Okay. So then we go to... Uh, the collector's planet. No, I think it was nowhere. Ain't that what it's called? Yeah, nowhere. nowhere. So we go to nowhere, and they're trying to find the collector to get whatever stone or stones are there. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I can't. I, I can't wait to. I can't wait till we're talking about the actual point with with the uh, Star Lord's character. But 
you get some more emotional build up tension shit happening here because Thor's there yeah. and Gamora goes out there and she's going to handle the shit herself. And of course, you mean Thanos no, is there. Yeah, who did I say? I said Thor. Thor. I said Thor did it. <clears throat> so Thanos is already there and they try to sneak up on him and you just Gamora steps out to handle shit herself, mm-hmm. trying to catch him off guard. Doesn't do any good. Of course it doesn't. So he's holding Gamora hostage and there's Star-Lord with a gun. And he's he's like she's she's like you you have to do it. And apparently Thanos knows that's what she like that he knows that that's his intent. So he was like, yeah, he ain't gonna do it. And he goes to do it, and it the fucking bubbles come out of the gun, mm-hmm. and you, and you see his hand with the fucking reality gem glowing. Yeah. I was like, oh, and that's not even oh. that's even jumping ahead. That when they first got there, <clears throat> seeing that, um, uh, what's his name ran out, uh, Batista. I keep forgetting it, Drax. Oh yeah, Drax when runs out, out and kicks it off. You know him and actually gets- Gamora did. I think it was I think him and uh the 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 uh the mar- the the fucking mental the Martian girl mm-hmm. um uh I don't know I can't remember I cannot remember her name Mantis I think it was Is her name Mantis? I I may be wrong. I I mean I that's kind of how I referred to her in my head but, but I didn't think that was her actual name. Didn't Drax didn't Drax and her both go out there and he just like fucked them up. He turned so, Drax Drax started to go out, and then Star-Lord stopped him, and then Gamora and Drax ended up going out. Um, I think Mantis followed. She went out as well, but not, you know, leading oh, the charge like they did. that's right. Yeah, Because yeah, he was yeah. like, okay, you go right, you go left, and he's like, no, the, the right, because they went around the other way. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he was like, all right, here we go. Um, and they... Uh, I'm trying to think of the actual sequence. I think Drax got fucked up first. I think he yeah. got turned to like chunks of look like stone, or but he basically got cubed. Yeah, and, and but just, then Gamora actually stabs him, uh, Thanos. Oh yeah, she actually yeah. stabs him more than once. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, and he actually you know starts crumpling uh, to the ground, and she starts weeping, and then uh, it's like. What what's happening here? You know, because this doesn't make sense. This isn't that long into the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Where's the you know? And then you hear his voice, you know, uh, pointing out that of course she you know feels for him and she's mourning him and stuff. There's still that part of her that cares, etc. Um, and then, like you said, it's revealed he has the stone, and stuff starts changing, and then. Uh, he just leaves with Gamora. Yeah. Um, and then it reveals that the collector's thing is entirely in flames. He wasn't actually yeah. even there. Yep. He had already been there, already handled business, already had the shit. So yeah. he made a reality. Yeah. He's like, motherfuckers, I'm so far ahead of you. You guys don't even realize how far ahead this game I already am. Yeah, and I thought that was an interesting look into the reality stone's power the way they did it because it wasn't that that reality was it you know after he left things started reverting um so it wasn't as powerful so to speak as 
you know, you think when, oh, it controls reality. It's more of a localized reality thing um, when the sun's by itself, of course. A detailed point I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up about that as well. This was something that I was curious about with the with the power levels in general. It's like, how are they going to... Man, if he gets a hold of all the stones, he has and he has all the gems, mm-hmm. has all the power. How are they going to make that even make sense? How are they going to balance that out? And they showed it in that scene whenever he turned fucking Drax to cubes and turned uh, Mantis into this fucking swirly the ribbon ribbon version of herself. Yeah. When he left, when he actually left, they came back to normal. Which mm-hmm. goes into what you were saying earlier. It's powerful, but it's very localized. Who knows how far that can go, how local it has sure. to be. But yeah, it's it's not like infinitely, literally infinitely powerful. I mean, it was enough that they couldn't tell that nowhere the collector's place was just destroyed. Right. So I don't know how big that is on a scale, you know, compared to the city they entered. Is the whole city like that? Or was yeah. it just the collector's place? <clears throat> Um, so after this, this, the next part was, is it the Dr. Strange part? Oh, you know what? I think it was, I think the big, the big mid scene was coming up. Um, I'm trying to remember which came first was Gamora's death first or was them being on Titan in the big Titan showdown? Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. Well, we don't have to be in fucking order. Yeah. It don't matter. Let's talk about the Gamora death part first. Okay. This part was one of the weaker parts for me, and I I have to explain why because okay. it was not meant to be. I I've after thinking about it and realizing the the point of that scene, I get it. But the, upon first viewing, I was like, man, she's just gonna die. Are they about to kill her for real? Like. <laughs> I don't know. It, I was. I just felt so odd about her having to die. Yeah. But the. But it's so important that she did mm-hmm. because throughout this movie they've they've laced in different scenes from Thanos's past showing some shit that he's done. Yeah. And how angry he well not not angry but just how evil he was. Uh, he was going around and fucking massacring. Uh, half of civilizations just mm-hmm. on a whim, just just to, you know, and they build up, you know, I'm uh, I'm not fucking an evil guy just to be evil. I'm doing something for a purpose. My purpose yeah. is fucking flawed and wrong, and nobody would agree with me. But I really don't care. I, I'm the only one who has this fucking wherewithal. I'm the only one that has the 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 madness to to decide to do this and commit to it. You guys won't do it. Nobody else will do it. Fuck it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. This scene with her being killed is so important because it set, it's it sets in stone even further that Thanos and this is something that you were this is just nail on the head with what you were talking about earlier about is Thanos worth it? This adds to Thanos being worth it. Thanos is built up in this movie, is explained in this movie, is set in this movie, and he is a fucking great written villain mm-hmm. are, are there plot holes are there things they could have done better yada yada of, uh, of course turn your fucking super critical mo- movie brain off for a minute and just stick it in the mcu if you're an mcu fan 
Thanos is not fucking Ultron. You know, he's not he's not just he and he's not any other villain. Mm-hmm. He's not some guy that just wants to be evil just to be evil and we yeah. have to stop the evil guy. He has his reason, wrong, yes, stupid, wrong, but he still has his reasons. He is built as a a character that you can that you can rationalize with. He is built as a character that you can I'm trying I can't even think of the word right now. Uh you can relate, relate to him. To, yeah. You can relate to him exactly. So that scene whenever he has to kill Gamora and he's it's like I mean it shows him crying it shows mm-hmm. him emotional it shows that you know you were an adopted girl but you were still my daughter to me yeah. and I deeply I do care about you no matter what you think you I mean I know you <laughs> it's so funny saying this like I know you and the entire universe thinks I'm this horrible evil person but I have emotions, Gamora. I do mm-hmm. love you. And this is what I have to do to get the Infinity Stone. I thought that was just kind of okay. I don't I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me off the wrong way. Like, do we have to have a sacrifice for the soul stone? I mean, most of the other stones you he just you just got. There was no there was no gimmick to getting them, but this one, for whatever reason, was. Yeah, I think the uh soul stone is going to play a bigger part. And it might make more sense. Um, I suppose. It just felt like that stone in particular was just set aside from the other ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the Tesseract wasn't, there was no gimmick to get the Tesseract. There was no gimmick to get most of these. It's just this one was, oh yeah, by the way, you got to kill somebody. And then this this plane will give up the Soul Stone, I guess. Yeah. Uh I also will say that whenever uh, Red Skull was there, mm-hmm. I was like, holy fuck. I yeah. had the same mentality that almost everybody I've heard talk about this thought. It was like, oh, there's death. This is where it starts. This is where the fucking interlacing story of death and, <laughs> and, and Thanos. And, and, no, it's somebody. Okay, who is somebody? Oh, it's Red Skull. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then I thought, oh, shit. And Captain America won. He just got teleported somewhere, and then he tells you in Infinity War, yep. So I had my hands on power, and I touched it and got teleported, and here I am. And I've been alone ever since. I'm I'm basically the fucking bitch guardian of this stone. Mm -hmm. So if you want it, I can tell you how to get it. I was like, wow. Wow. Way to tie back to such an old movie. Holy crap. So Gamora gets killed off. Mm-hmm. He gets the Soul Stone, and again, it's I I, I don't want to play down. I it I I didn't agree with the gimmick of it, but but I do love how they portray Thanos in that scene as being like emotional, like actually attached to somebody. He didn't just go like, eh, whatever. It's she's just an adopted girl. <laughs> killed her. You know, he was struggling with it. But he's like, you know, I've made, I've, I've come this far in my yeah. fucking crazy ass journey. I gotta do it. Here we go. <clears throat> I think that's one of those moments too, where the whole audience watching is like, okay, so he's gonna sacrifice her. But the fact that it shows that she didn't, you know, think that was actually a possibility. It didn't register yeah. to her. Yeah, um, she thought it was game over. 
Yeah. She was like, ha ha, you, you come this nothing. far, you're not going to get what you want. Ha, wait, what are you doing? Let go of my arm. And then uh, when he does, you know, the tears do start flowing from Thanos. Um, she makes a comment about him crying and then Red Skull speaks up out of nowhere going, it's not for him. And then that look yep. on her face, like, yep. oh. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I forget what scene was next, but... I think Doctor this- Strange is the... Um, not necessarily the actual battle sequence, but when he's looking for possibilities. Yeah, so they're on Titan. They're all there. That group is on Titan at this point, mm-hmm. and I think they're just waiting for him to show up. I think it's what they were doing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Doctor Strange is like fucking tweaking out and doing something weird, and they're like, "Hey, what's up with that guy?" And they go ask him, and and uh, I thought the number was kind of big. Uh. It, this is just a silly, dumb nitpick on my part, I know, but the idea is, is he was he was using the time stone to look through different time uh, streams and see what outcomes there were, and over what do you say, fourteen million or fourteen yeah. billion or whatever, they only found one. I was like, mm-hmm. mm, there's another little gimmick. Come on, man. You only found one. There aren't any other ones that kind of sort of got close. Nope. <laughs> only one. There was only one time uh, stream or whatever yeah. where the good guys won. I'm like, okay. And then Thanos shows up. Hey, bitches. I'm here. And I want that time stone. Well, you're not going to get it. And then they fight. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. So... You get to see all the players in actions. The Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, sorry, not all the Guardians, but the other guard, the remaining Guardians shown up to the scene as well. Yeah. So, and yeah, that actually makes sense now because, yeah, by this point, Gamora was dead, and that was what led to this part. But anyway, yeah. you get to see more Iron Man. You get to see more of the uh, the uh, Bleeding Edge suit have, have awesome fight scenes. Spider-Man has some fight scenes. Dude. Whenever fucking Thanos like looked up to the moon, stuck his fist up and grabbed and went and pulled the fucking planet. I was like, dude, this movie is so fucking good. I cannot stand how good this movie is right now. Uh, The over the fight, the over the top fight scenes were just so fucking awesome. Yeah, And he had what, three stones at that point? How many? Yeah, he he didn't even have them all. I I forget. Um, Yeah, but. So they're fighting them off. They they're doing <laughs> when uh when uh I think I can't remember how he, I think he got ported down when Star Lord got ported down and dropped the bomb on him and then backed up and flipped the double birds and dropped through a teleporter. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man is using his armor as best as he can. That was another one the- of those mini team things. Yeah. You know, the yeah. uh, Doctor Strange providing the portals and someone else using them more than once, not just that moment. Yeah. Um, it wasn't just him using his portals. It was yep. used for the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all this shit's going on, and apparently there was a there was a little... I mean, there was banter ahead of time, you know, like mm-hmm. the whole thing from the trailer, you know, that that's a good idea. Actually, your idea sucks. Let's go with the idea that doesn't suck. We'll go with my idea and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. All this banter was going on. Uh, you, you see what I mean, man? There's just too much shit to remember, too much to mm-hmm. talk about. But uh, so then we have the scene. 
So there's been a little coup that's been playing this whole time where they're going to try to get the glove off. Dude, I'm, yeah. get, I'm literally, literally getting goosebumps right now talking about this. So they grapple and hold Thanos as best they can. Out of nowhere, Mantis drops down and grabs Thanos' head, and she has control, has mental control over Thanos. And they're like, fuck yes, it's time. Let's get the glove off of him. If we can just get the glove off, all of this will be done. Yeah. Even though Thanos is a, is a mad fucking titan of power, we have enough people here that can do something. We've just got to get the fucking glove off. And... She's holding him down and holding his mental capacity back, and he's still fighting and struggling through. and And then all the the fucking starting the the talking starts about you know Gamora and everything, and it slowly comes out that he's done some shit to Gamora, mm-hmm. and Star Lord is right there. Now I want to pause. I want to pause right now. I want to talk about this scene. But I want to talk about the prep for this scene. There is. There is a big meme, and I totally get it because I was, I was, I was on it, I was on it myself for a minute. Of Star Lord fucked everything up. Star Lord yeah. is the fucking reason why all of this shit has went south. And even from the movie aspect, Star Lord has gotten so much shit for this being like <laughs> this is such a problem. Like, why would he do this? Need I remind you that in Guardians of the Galaxy two. The moment that Star-Lord's father said, and that's why I had to kill your mother. What the fuck did he do, Chris? He immediately pulled a gun out and started shooting. Yeah. It wasn't a, oh, oh, let me be emotional on camera for a minute. He's like, yeah, that's why I had to kill your mother. Click, click, bang, 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 bang. They have built Star-Lord up. It is under-fucking-stood that Star-Lord is emotional. He is a human with mm-hmm. human emotions, and he is a is a victim. He is a victim of his own emotions. So, flash forward to this movie when it's basically coming out that he killed Gamora to get what he wanted, and Star Lord is there. It's not some out of character thing. It's not some stupid fucking plot element they drew up in this movie to make this happen. Yeah. He was playing Star-Lord. He was playing his character as the one that was built up up to this point. So he fucks up, starts punching Thanos in the face, which the the shocking of that causes uh, Mantis to fall off, mm-hmm. which right... And, uh, dude, the look on Tony's face. So what, what are you doing? You're right there. We got the glow. What are you doing? Oh, man, I was right then. I was worked up. Right then I was like, oh, I'm so fucking tense. And Mantis flies off, Thanos comes to conscious, and with one fucking fingertip, grabs the glove back. I was like, God, oh, Marvel, Marvel, you guys, you guys are so fucking good at doing this, oh my God. The tension in that scene, you could eat it in the theater. You could have had a fucking bag (laughs) of of tension popcorn and, and consume it. It was so thick. And then all the more, the, the more fighting comes about, and the way that they used, you know, a, a good friend of mine, he was actually on the podcast uh, back in the past, uh, Mike. One of the things that he loves about, he loved about the Amazing Spider-Man one. I forgot his opinions on Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man two was that he loves how they used Spider-Man's actual like web slinging abilities as part of the movie. You know, they like how. 
Spider-Man would use his webs to fling himself around and to grab objects and use those as weapons. Yeah. I I also like when a character uses their abilities to do things where you see a character and do something you go, yeah, he could he would do that. He would do that and he could do that because of that those are his powers. The 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 back and forth fighting between Thanos and Doctor Strange was so fucking cool. Yeah. Because you understood what was going on. You're like, yeah, he can do that. Yeah, he's a magician. He, there's just something in it. Yeah, he uses mm-hmm. he, yeah, he could do that. So when when Thanos threw this fucking thing at Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange just waves his hands around and pushes it back on him and it turns to fucking butterflies. It's like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> it, it, they use their, sh- they go back and forth and back and forth and you, they use their abilities. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. It's so awesome to see that. But of course, as the story has to go, the first of many <laughs> to come, uh, Tony was on the verge of dying. Yeah. And Thanos has has Tony and he's like, give me the time stone. And if you don't, I'm going to kill him. And Tony's like, fuck you. Kill me. I don't give a shit. Do not give him the stone. Which this was there was more there was build up to this as well. Yeah. Because there was a moment where Tony and uh and Doctor Strange were talking and Doctor Strange let him know, look. I'm telling you now, I am the guardian of this stone. And if there comes a point where I have to sacrifice you or Spider-Man, kid Spider-Man, by the way, mm-hmm. teenage boy Spider-Man, if I have to kill this child to protect this stone, I will not hesitate. I will do it. And Tony's like, yeah, sure. Now we know where our lives are. You know, I don't agree with him, but yeah, sure, whatever. So now it comes to the point where his life is on the line. He's like, you know, give me the stone, and Tony dies. And Tony's like, don't you fucking do it. And Doctor Strange gives him the stone. He's mm-hmm. like, you fucking kidding me? And yeah, that's it. Fucking Thanos disappears. And you're like, well, shit. I think at this point he had everyone but, but the, the vision, the vision stone. Yeah, he only had one more to go. And he goes back to Earth. But uh, real quick before we jump ahead uh-huh. to the scene. Mm-hmm. So, Doctor Strange actually responded to Tony when he's like, "Why'd you do that?" You know, and it was the only way. Yeah, it was the only way. Yeah, and um, did didn't Doctor Strange die in that scene? Uh, I I don't remember if he did. Because I specifically wrote down Doctor Strange sacrifice. I you know what he I may have. I think he did. I think I mean, Thanos he after he got the stone. He voluntarily gave Thanos the stone. Yeah. I remember that. Like, he floated the stone to him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thanos cracked the thing and took the stone out and put it in his glove. And I thought he disappeared after that. If if he died, I, f- I forget if he died. Am I, let me look it up. I'll look it up. All, you or did continue. he just disappear? I don't remember. Anyway, anyway. So, we go back to Earth. Wakanda's Wakanda's known about all this. They're setting everything up. The get this man a shield is there. Small complaint, just a tiny complaint. Uh, this is just the nerdy MCU kid in me lashing out for no real reason. When he said, "Give me, give this man a shield," I was like, "Yes, we're gonna see another uh, <laughs> Captain America shield." And then when he goes out in the field, he's got these two like black, like rectangle, square looking things on his. Eyes. I was like, "That's not." Eh. 
I want a shield, man. Come on. Maybe he'll get one in the future. Maybe that was just a prelim shield. Who knows? But that was kind of disappointing. Um, okay, so he didn't. Not at that point. Yeah, not at that point. So there are also, by the way, there's scenes that we've all we've also left out. You know, there are times where Hulk's been trying to, uh, Banner's been trying to get Hulk to come out, and Hulk's like, "No, I don't want to come out and play or whatever." And it's yeah, it's not gonna happen. And then it shows uh, somewhere in the movie, it shows uh, Banner in the Hulkbuster armor, which is. You know, I mean, cool sounding, but <laughs> man, if 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 he would have if he would have turned into the Hulk in the Hulkbuster armor, and then he could have had the Hulkbuster armor as as Hulk armor, that would have been so fucking cool. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> missed opportunity, but okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wakanda's setting up defense because they know where everything's coming, and of course they come, they invade. Uh. Them, them on the field, fucking chanting. I was man, I was getting pumped, so fucking pumped. Yeah, the aliens show up and they're trying to work. You know, they're they have vision up in the the uh, genius girls the lab. You know, the lab. Yeah, and they're like, look, I can, I can extract the stone from vision. And he will still be vision. It'll be okay. And I, I like the little banter back. This is where you realize just how smart she is because Bruce Banner is a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark is a fucking genius. And there was that line between Banner and uh, the girl. He was like, "How did you do this?" He's like, "Well, we we oh, how come you didn't do this?" And he was like, "Oh, well, we I didn't I didn't think to do that." Yeah, we didn't like, think about it. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> It, it's one thing that number, it's establishing two things again. Mm-hmm. It's establishing, it's further establishing just how smart she is. She yeah. is considerably more intelligent than Bruce fucking Banner and possibly Tony Stark. But also, it's a reminder and further cementing in that Wakanda is a highly super advanced place. They yeah. are dealing with all kind of biological, mechanical, industrial, all these things that the rest of the world is not. So even at Bruce Banner's intelligence level, he's dealt with a lot of shit. He hasn't even seen the shit that she's been fucking with on a microscopic biological level, you know. So the fact that she was, she knew she could extract a stone and keep him the same, you could buy that she could do that. So that's happening. Aliens show up. Big kerfuffle back and forth. Uh, and then down the line, uh, I, I mean, there's there's some cool fights in here, no doubt. Some some cool battle shit. Uh, oh, the line. So fucking, again, another character, another re, re, pull up a character from out of nowhere. Fucking Winter Soldier shows up, which mm-hmm. that was hinted at, at the end of another movie, so you knew it was coming. But the, the fucking shit between him and Rocket, Rocket was like, how, how much you want for that arm? He's like, it's not for sale. Oh, I'm going to get that arm. Mm. <laughs> I love it. so it. good. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, And Chris, I mean, feel free. If, if, if there's something in between now and the end of the movie, I'm forgetting. Um, uh, I think uh, the only thing left is the scene in the forest. Yep. So Thanos finally shows up, and uh, it's it's basically him hunting down Vision because mm-hmm. Vision has a last stone, and 
you know what i don't remember if if i can't remember if, if vision and uh scarlet witch also had a conversation like uh gamora and star lord but i do remember the idea being that look if it co- oh i think they did cuz i think i think vision was like look if it comes down to it you're going to have to destroy the stone i think are- I think he was trying to get her to do it before they knew there was alternative. Yeah, yeah. I think earlier on he was trying to get her to do it. She was like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. He's no. like, you're the only one who can, so you have to. And Thanos shows up, and he's fucking wrecking shit and just having his way. And he's like, I'm going to get that stone. And he's like, no, you're not. And he looks to fucking Wanda, and he's like, look, you got to do it. And again, mm-hmm. another tension-building scene where it's emotionally... There's emotional tension going on here. You know, he's having to, he's having to, she's having to kill someone that she loves. And another sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. And she mm-hmm. finally gives in and goes to do it. And Thanos is like, yeah, no. See, I have the time stone now. So <laughs> let me just rewind all this shit. Yeah, so they have that, it. they have that dramatic fight, that dramatic sequence, you know, the, a very intense sequence of combat yep where they're just trying to hold him off yeah so she can destroy the stone and it comes down to with one hand she's holding him off the other trying to do that and i think that goes a long way to showing just how much power she has i think that's something that wasn't really it's kind of been shown and displayed but not quite the extent of her power um but she's able to hold off thanos even that long is fairly impressive um, at that uh, point, another person that that sh- that goes great to mention right there with the same thing, Captain America. Oh yeah, yeah I was when he just fucking too. lands and he is ho- it, that's that is a I wish that was that needs to be a panned out scene and that is a fucking wallpaper right there because Captain fucking America is holding back the Mad Titan. Who possesses five of the six infinity gems, infinity stones? He is the look that they put on Thanos' face of what the fuck? Because mm-hmm. he should be able to just reach out with a finger and just touch Captain America's forehead and he should disintegrate. Mm-hmm. He is holding him back. And the look on Thanos' face is like, this is unfucking believable. Who the fuck are you? You know, how can you do this? Which ties back a little bit to the Age of Ultron scene when Cap moves the fucking Thor hammer and Thor's like, ha, 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 wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's around this point where, uh, did Thor show up now? No, I think that was after. I think yeah, that, was that was after. That was after. So Thor rewinds time. Thanos. Undoes. God, man, I can't, I cannot get names <laughs> right today. Thanos turns back time, rewinds all that shit, overpowers everybody, grabs Vision, and again in a fucking well, he loose. didn't he didn't rewind everything. He just rewinded her destroying the stone. Yeah, everything else um, is still in place. Right, grabs Vision and basically with two fucking fingers squishes his forehead in and mm-hmm. pulls the stone out and vision goes completely fucking dark like all yeah. the life is gone and i was like god man you guys quit fucking tugging at my hearts please <laughs> he gets discarded like nothing he's got all the stones that's yeah. right that's when thor shows up yeah 
fucking Thor to save the day, a fucking axe comes flying out of nowhere, and it's flying down, and Thanos is like, I got this, puts his gauntlet up, and starts to stop it. It's not stopping. He's like, oh, fuck, and it hits him, and then Thor shows up, and they're fucking grappling, and he's almost got him, and he... Well, he's got the axe embedded in him. He's got his axe embedded in him, yeah, yeah, and... Thanos is like, oh, mm, ah, he's really in, really in pain. He goes, mm-hmm. you should have aimed for the head. <laughs> and Rita and undoes all that shit. Yeah, and then he snaps his fingers. Snaps his fingers. And you, man, chilling. Mm-hmm. Chilling how they did the next, like, three minutes. Because one by one, you start seeing random fucking people well, in the MCU. Before that, though. There was that scene on the other place before people started disappearing. Mm-hmm. So they, Thanos is all of a sudden in this plane, just, it, I won't say it's colorless because it was like a reddish tint to it, but it was this, I, what's going on? And there was a young Gamora, um, and um, I don't know if she asked or if it was another, I think it was she specifically asked him, you know, what did it cost? He said everything. Yeah, he goes, everything. Yep. So good. So it starts showing one by one, random people start disappearing. Mm -hmm. Random MCU people. Disintegrating. So, I and again, I should have taken notes and should have made a list of this, but the, 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 it, it had people that were vanishing that you weren't expecting. Like, example, the scene where uh, Black Panther's uh, guardian, uh, I forget her name. Okoya? Uh, Okoya? Okoya? Yeah. Oh. Something like that. Where she was in the, she was like, you know, down on her, she was crawling away and he was like, hey, come on now, no time to rest on the job. And he just fades. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, really? Uh, Winter Soldier gone. Fucking. Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. Uh yeah, that one's in a minute. The war machine I think was gone. No, Sam. Uh, Sam. Sam was gone. Uh, oh, I guess these sh- aren't in order. Shows Doctor Strange. I think they are. Yeah, and th- that's the point where Doctor Strange makes his line. That's where about he it says, being the yeah, only way. Tony, you got to believe me. There was this is the only way. Yeah, he goes away. Uh, Star Lord. Uh, I had a brief, dumb moment. I was like, wait a minute, he's one of the Celestial Sons. Oh, wait, wait, I, I forgot. Yeah, that was handled in another movie, my bad. <laughs> uh, I think Mantis was gone. Yep, uh, Star-Lord, Groot, Drax, and Mantis all yep, disintegrated. All of the only Guardian of the Galaxy left was, was Rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all uh, these people are leaving. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, man, again... <laughs> to drive home putting it through your fucking heart in case you don't know if case this blew over your head if you thought that he looked older than he was in this movie spider-man is a fucking kid he mm-hmm. is a teenage boy uh i think there was a scene earlier in the movie where uh i think there was a part where uh, Spider-Man had snuck onto that ship with Tony, mm-hmm. and he and Tony was like, "Look, you don't understand. If somebody else dies, that's fine. But if you die, it's on me. Yeah, like you are basically my responsibility to me, if not anybody else. If you die, that shit's on me. And then here we are at the end of the movie, fucking 
you, you have to understand they established early in the movie that his spider sense was a thing now. His spider mm-hmm. sense worked. So when he snapped his fingers and all this shit was going off, he could feel it. That's why he was saying to Tony, like, I feel weird. Like, I feel odd. Like, something's very wrong. He's like, no, nah, man, we'll, we'll be okay. And he's like, no, 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 something is very wrong. That was his spider sense telling him, you're about to die. And he fucking dies in his arms as a human fucking child would. You know, I don't want to die. Like, what's going on? I don't want this. I don't want to die. Yeah, without the mask Man. on, too. Without the mask on, looking at Tony right in his eyes. And then he just fades, just disappears. Yeah, I think this is kind of where the culmination of everything that's built up around Tony. Yeah. Um, you know, all the emotional stuff he's been through up to this point. You know, how he felt yeah. in the Spider-Man movie. How he felt during this movie. You know, through Civil War. Um, and then both Spider-Man, who he feels directly responsible for, because he is directly responsible for him, um, and then Doctor Strange both disappear before him, and he's still off on Titan at this point. I need some help, Chris. Yeah. I need you to try to remember something. Okay. And this is good. For, I'm, I'm hoping you'll be able to help me out with this, because you've seen most of these movies recently. Mm-hmm. Have you seen all three of the Iron Man movies? Yes. Okay. The If I remember correctly, in Iron Man 3, the reason why he was having all this traumatic shit going on in his head, was it because at this point in that movie he had already seen the visions? You know, the visions of seeing all the dead bodies and everything? Yes, that was why, because okay. he had that vision and everybody was dead and it was uh, because he didn't do enough. I will give Iron Man 3 a little bit more credit that than I did in the past, if that's true. Because I did not buy, nor care for, nor like the whole, oh, I'm having like PTSD as Iron Man. I was like, I don't, I don't, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. But if it's because, I do remember there was a scene in one of the other MCU movies where it showed Tony seeing like the throne and seeing all these dead bodies of friends all around it. If that is the vision and other other visions were piling up on him that by Iron Man 3 that's what was that was where the uh, emotional shit was coming from cool yeah good good stuff and it and then you go all the way to Infinity War and it's like yeah all the shit you saw bro was true mm-hmm. it was all true like every half the people are dead i mean they don't know half but mm-hmm. they know enough people are just gone yeah and the um before we get into Kind of the next part, what I assume the hot topic is going to be, um, the credits rolling. I was like, all right, and I love this. Um, you know it's a Marvel movie when the credits roll and almost nobody gets up. Yep. yep. Everybody's just like, okay, credits are rolling. We'll wait for the thing. And, okay, I thought that there was just the scene in the middle of the credits. Uh-huh. But apparently there's been scenes in the middle and at the end. Yeah. Is that true for yeah. all of them? Uh, not for all of them, but a lot of the later ones, I think this okay. is like what, this is phase four or phase mm-hmm. three. I, I want to say the phase three had a lot of them, okay. uh, over the past three, four years or so you've had mid credits and end credits. Okay. Cause I think I've been missing the end credit ones. I don't know if there's anything I've really missed, uh, but I have been watching the mid credit ones. Mm-hmm. So when the credits rolled, it got to the mid credit thing. It's like, all right, what's going to happen? And it was just the logo turning to dust. Yep. It's like, yep. It's like, come on, uh, don't do that to me. Give me something. Before we cap off the credits as well, I just wanted mm-hmm. to point out that that was this. This is this is important for this movie and for a lot of movies. Uh, 
So after he sa- he snaps his fingers, half the people die. All that shit happens. It shows Thanos on some planet, pretty much looks like oh, a farm yeah. area, which which that is a callback to a comic thing. You know, the the uh, in the comics, I think once he did all that, he basically retired and became a farmer. It shows Thanos sit down and just kind of smiles and has this like self assured like. Yeah, my job's done. Just look on his face. Yeah, and that goes back to... Straight to black. Yeah, and that goes back earlier to his conversation he had with, I think, Gamora or someone. It's like, well, yeah, I want to be able to... And once it's all done, I'll be able to sit down and watch the sunset. Yep, and that's exactly what he does mm-hmm. also before i make the other point about that scene uh something i didn't talk about that was that was also like oh my god how can y'all make me feel this way about a movie like this whenever uh they were gamora was on thanos's ship and thanos was like look you're gonna tell me this thing i want to know and they she oh, brings yeah. him to that room and has uh oh what is her name what is her um name? God, i just saw it not too long ago um Nebula, Nebula, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it shows Nebula fucking strung up and like spread out, and he's basically torturing her. Which it's he's done this before. He's used to doing this shit to her, you know. But it's oh man, Ugh, it's so so good the way they built him up. But anyway, that the 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 Thanos sitting down is important for two reasons. One, the movie just ended. Yeah, that's it, folks. The movie's done. Uh. Thanos set out to do this and he did it and and that was it. So the bad guy won at the end of this movie. That's important. That's fucking very that's very rare in cinema. Two, that's very rare for superhero movies. Extremely rare. Third, this is a Disney film now, folks. The mm-hmm. MCU is owned by Disney and there is now a Disney movie out there where the bad guy won. Now, of course, which, yeah, we're going to get into it in a minute. There's going to be talk about what happens after Ball. Yeah. We know. Everybody knows it's not going to stay this way. Mm-hmm. Me, I didn't care. That's not the first thing that came through my mind. It was, wow, they did it. Like, I cannot believe they ended it that way. What a what a way to end this movie. Holy shit. Bravo. Yeah. So good. Uh, and then, yeah, we roll to the mid credits. Just shows the Avengers logo fading away. But mm-hmm. before, before this is another little detail that I didn't realize till afterward. Uh, a nice little addition before the actual post post credits, uh, the post credit scene. Most of the movies, if if there's a sequel behind it, it will say like Steve Rogers will return in Captain America: Winter Soldier, or or. Or Iron Man will return in Iron Man 2, whatever. This one, it said Thanos will return. Mm-hmm. Not Avengers will return. Not the Avengers will return. Thanos will return. So yeah. I thought that was a nice, again, a little nail in the coffin of, yeah, the bad guy won, folks. This is the bad guy's movie. Uh, and then we get to the post credit scene. So so did did you you didn't get to see this in theater? No, I did. You, I did because did? I, okay. I was so shocked that there was nothing up to the middle. I was like, Okay, did they put it at the end? Yeah. And then it wasn't until I was home and reading about it that, oh, yeah, there's, you know, the middle and the post. I was like, oh, yeah. great. Okay. But I did see it, yes. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, we see we see fucking Nick Fury. Some shits going down. Mm-hmm. Cars are being wrecked around all over the place. And then uh, I forget what is her name, Agent Coulson. No, that's no. Uh, Hill. Agent Hill. Agent Hill. Yeah, Agent Hill's there, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, we need to get some backup. We need to find out what the fuck's going on. Some shit's going on." And I think she disappears. She does first, yeah. And then he's like, "What the fuck?" And then he starts to just. Dis- he notices like, "Oh shit!" Goes to the back seat and grabs some thing, some fucking nineteen or two thousand ninety six pager looking thing. Presses the button and, and he starts to disappear. And he goes, "Mother," f-, and disappears. Yeah. And then when the the camera zooms in on it, and I tell you right now, when I saw that, the first thing that I thought was Novacore. Doesn't make I know that doesn't make sense because it's explained that Novacore got wiped out. Oh yeah, by the way, guys, oh uh, the Novacore got wiped out. Thanos did that. That's another fucking powerhouse thing that Thanos did. But at first I thought that was an, a weird Novacore logo, and I was like, oh, he's calling the the Novacore? What? And then it changed over again, and I was like, I think I know that logo. I think that's the Captain Marvel logo. And then, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it is. So apparently. He's had this pager in, in his fucking SUV this whole time that shit really hits the fan. Uh, he's going to call it Captain Marvel. So we're going to get Captain Marvel introduced next year. Uh, mm-hmm. I forget which comes out first. I know the, in, the, the next Avengers movie is in May of next year, and I don't remember when the Captain, uh, Captain Marvel movie's uh, movie is. It, I think it's after that then. I thought it was before it, but if that's the date, yeah, then... S- so, so now we get to talk post movie predictions. Oh no, like it's that. March. Oh, it's March. Okay, well we get it. Yeah. So we get a Captain Marvel movie, and then a couple months later we get the second uh, Infinity War movie. Cool. Uh, I just want to say that as well, Chris. Right now, I just want you to think about that for a minute. We only we have less than a year now to the we well pretty much a year, and then we get to see the next Infinity War. That that's great. <laughs> you know, I like this better when I had another movie to watch immediately after the last one. Yeah, welcome. welcome I, I don't to the like club, this. <laughs> <laughs> but and this is this is such a weird mental state that I'm in because my wife my my wife basically expressed the same thing. She's like, "We have to wait a whole year," and I was like, "We only have to wait a year." <laughs> I mean, think think about when Thanos was introduced, like the first time that he was on screen. I think that was Aven- the first Avengers. When he turned his head and he was like, oh, Thanos, that was, that felt, it feels like it was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. We just saw Infinity War. We only have to wait a year for the next one. We only yeah. have to wait. So I'm happy about that. And what I can't wait to see and I want to go back to um, is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Because um, Nick Fury had kind of stepped back at this point in the series. You don't see him very often at all. Because he, you know, stepped down. He's doing his own thing um, with Agent Hill. But how, like I mentioned before that, actually I don't know if I mentioned it, but when I looked at the release of the season five Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes, they actually, the Infinity War is in the middle of like episodes 11 and 12 of the season or something like that. Oh, wow. So, they actually and they were released those episodes the week following Infinity War's release. So it was immediately they kept going with the story, and I cannot wait to see what impact Infinity War had on the series. Yeah, 
Um, something I wanted to bring up, which it doesn't matter, and I don't know how they're going to play it in, but so where was Adam in all this? Adam Warlock. Uh, I think it was the end of Guardians 2 where they had the post credit scene where the big fucking tank was being built up and it was like, yeah, it's the perfect thing. I think I'm going to call him Adam. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that one. They're bringing Adam Warlock in it. It is no, nothing to do with any of that shit was in Infinity War. So who knows? Um, I'm guessing that they're going to make, this is going to be a very tricky thing that, hey, you know, uh, I've said this before. I think you and I both have said this, and this is now this is more so a thing now with uh, Infinity War being out and have seen it. Uh, MCU has all the credit, man. They got all they can. Not that they can't do no wrong, but I have faith in anything they fucking do right now. I don't know how they do half the shit that they do, and I don't know how they're going to do certain things, but I got faith. I'm going to roll with it. Yeah. It's going to take like five shithole movies for me to back out of this shit by now. But I'm guessing that now they're going to make this. It's it's going to be interesting. They have such an interesting thing to do now because if they're going to make uh, Captain Marvel the foil for Thanos, mm-hmm. how are they going to do it? Because he's already established as being the shit. Now, granted, he did use the glove, and then the glove kind of turned to shit. What I don't <laughs> remember, Chris, did were the stones broken. I thought no. the stones were still there. The stones were still the, there? Yeah, the glove the, was charred and twisted and stuff. Yeah, the gauntlet was fucked, but the stones still exist, so there's that. But we, nobody in the MCU knows who or what the fuck Captain Marvel is. Mm-hmm. Is there a Captain Marvel TV show out yet? No. Is that out? It's not. Exactly. The movie is the first introduction anyone gets. So we're going to get introduced to this girl, and then a couple months later, she's going to come in and, I'm guessing, save the day. So the movie is her past. That's actually based in, like, the 80s. Yeah. With yeah. a young, two eyes, uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. <laughs> Old Nick two eyes. Yeah. Uh. So it's going to be interesting to see how they pull this off. Yeah, and one thing I saw, you know, a lot of speculation on is, you know, if they had this pager the whole time, well, Battle of New York seemed like a good time to use it, you know, so what are the conditions for him using yeah. it? I mean, yeah. obviously, people disintegrating is pretty bad. <laughs> um, it is, makes sense, but, but why that, not earlier? Exactly. There's got to be something that, like, there must be a certain criteria, like, look, you can't call us unless this, 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 this. What in that experience made him go, oh, fuck. And the only thing I can think of is maybe in the galactic sense, in the universal sense, Thanos was known about. You know, Th- yeah, Thanos is, they, in the universe, Thanos is not an unknown thing. And his agenda, his MO of I'm going to kill half the things in the world instantaneously I'm sure that there was some docket, some universal docket that Nick Fury yeah. had to read and was like, okay, so breaking what do case I do? of Thanos. Exactly. And they're like, well, here you go. You need to call this because this is like, you know, don't don't call if fucking Scorpion shows up. You know, don't call don't call for fucking Venom showing up. But if you start seeing some Thanos shit looking like it's going down, 
call call this girl. She'll come mm-hmm. and save the 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 entire fucking universe. Um, it's just gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting, and it's gonna it's also gonna be interesting to see if they just totally disavow the whole Adam Warlock thing because they specifically hinted at that. They called him by name, not Adam Warlock, but they definitely called him Warlock. I mean, uh, Adam. That was a thing. So if they're not going with that, what are they doing with Adam? Are they going to do anything at all with it? Uh, there are a lot of things that, from the comic uh, that we did not see in here. Uh, again, death being being a thing. Mm-hmm. His motivation to kill the entire half of, half of the entire universe. When you think about it, I think I feel like it was actually done. I think it was done more justice in this, as opposed to the comic. In the comic. He did it to appease death. He did it to please death. And death was like, meh, I'm bored by what you did. I wouldn't want somebody who kills half the population. Fuck you. You're, whatever. <laughs> and this, it's like, look, I'm doing it to create balance. Yeah. yeah that, But Thanos, that's stupid. I don't care. It's going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 17,000 other ways. I don't. This is the way I'm going to do it. Yeah, this and is my logic. I'm rolling with it. Deal with it. I liked yeah. how they showed, you know... He was uh, explaining his past on, you know, Titan. Mm-hmm. How it was this beautiful, you know, uh, Eden planet. And they had that overpopulation problem. Yeah. And his suggestion was, you know, controlled extermination of half. And that would cause it to stretch out. But they didn't listen yeah. to him. So that's and why it is how it is. And remember how he explained it, too. He said, random. You know, he he said I I didn't I didn't he didn't say anything about you know I picked a certain class or race or religion. He said I want it random, as random as you can possibly fucking make it. That way it's fair and balanced. You see where they wrote him to be again wrong, yes, mad, yes, but he had a relatable logic behind it. They made him relatable, and it made him so much better than so many villains you can ever think of. Uh. So yeah, the the whole the, the reasoning behind him killing half the half the universe's population was explained. Uh, death was not involved in any of this, so his love interest was not his motivation. His personal relatable interest was his motivation. There was no Mephisto there to be uh, a, a a thing in his ear to you know manipulate him in any way, and thereby also taking the gloves. Which again, that's kind of what I thought those guys were gonna do in the beginning. I'm like, one of these fuckers, probably the probably the tele telekinesis guy, he's gonna turn. None of them did. None of them did. None of they were like, no, we don't we don't fuck with that guy. So you got a lot of you got a lot of feels from the comics put into this movie but the, the the it was the MCU all around this was their baby their way of writing it their way of handling it and i love it i love it it was so worth the wait and thanos was done so good you know i mean yeah. one of my concern, one of many people's concerns man they have built this fucker up so long what if they bomb it and they they did the opposite they fucking blew it out of the water it's awesome yeah, I mean, that was one of the big things, you know, big issues with Ultron was he, what was going on with him? You know, it was just this, you know, uh, basically machine gun rampant. Yeah. Not really a whole lot there, but with Thanos, you get this person, mm-hmm. these feelings, these thoughts, these motives, the, this everything. He He totally could have 
done something like off the rails. Again, the perfect opportunity for them to make or break that character was the death of Gamora scene. Mm-hmm. If if Re- if Gamora was there and Red Skull was like, "Hey man, look, you got to kill something. You got to sacrifice something you really love." And Thanos just went, "Oh yeah, duh, I've got it." And just grabbed her and just chucked her with a blase shoulder shrugging whatever attitude. Mm-hmm. That would have been like, "Okay, so he's just a bad guy." Okay, yeah. he is just a villain. He is just a maniacal whatever. But with him having the emotion there and the tears and the and the the not wanting to but dragging her to the pit, that all that all of that played in to go. They've got it. They got it. They did. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Oh yeah. Uh, my predictions, man, I tell you, I'm still kind of sticking with one of my earlier predictions. Uh, I forget what predictions I made for this movie. I think they all <laughs> came out to be wrong, but I do remember, yeah. I do remember one that I held for a long time and I don't remember if I did voice it on this episode. Great. If not, I'll say it again now is that my prediction was in the, in the movie itself, in the movie Thanos was going to get all the gems, or all the, I keep saying gems, it's stones, I know it's stones. He was going to get all the stones, snap his finger, half the population was going to be gone. Somebody on that side, Tony, Cap, Black Panther, who knows, somebody was going to, was going to travel to him in space or something. Maybe the Guardian was going to take him into space. They were going to sneak aboard his ship. They were going to grab his fucking gauntlet in his sleep or something, and they were going to reverse everything. And then that would be the setup for the next movie. That it would be a big epic battle. And I still think that's going to happen, but that's not the way they did it. They said no. At the end of this movie, Thanos got what he wanted. Bam. Bam. Bad guy won. Deal with it. So I still think in the next movie... I I gotta say, man, it all... They they can really do whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't... I have not gone meta as far as, like, looking at all these actors' contracts and seeing what movies they're (laughs) starring in, like... We, we, we said this last Chris uh, episode, Chris. There's there, there's so many ways that people have spoiled this shit for themselves, and I have not done this. I have no inclination to do it. Yeah. But if either one, the MCU, for whatever reason, didn't want any of these actors that died on the movies anymore, or the, the actors themselves said, yeah, I'm done, this has given a lot of key important people ways to go, yeah, you're not coming back. Yeah, there's but a I, lot of... Uh, speculation for some of the characters that we're going to see that transition into someone taking their spot. Yeah. You know, the next Spider-Man, he's not going to come back. It's going to be another kid, you know, it's going to yeah. take up the mantle or um, Black Panther. Who's going to take yeah. up the role of Black Panther, you know? And the, uh, and also people are discussing, okay, well, if, if, if they do, if somehow this shit does get reversed and the, the, there's a rewind played, mm-hmm. Is it also going to affect the people that died before he snapped his finger? You know, Loki, uh, Heimdall, you know, these yeah. people that already died before that happened. Are they going to do it all? Like, who who knows? My prediction still stands. I think in this next movie, somebody is probably going to be Captain Marvel through some MacGuffin something. It, they're going to get this whole thing reversed, and hopefully everybody's going to be back. If not, Perfect time for them to make new teams and start up a new, you know, phase whatever of Avengers they're mm-hmm. going to go into or phase whatever the NCU they're going to go to. Yeah. 
I guess we'll see. So and we oh, we only have a year to wait. Yeah. Um, I I was curious, and I I'm not sure what your thoughts are on this, but Vision, uh-huh. because they got part of the way through his thing. Was that enough? Is he actually dead? You yeah. know, he lost his color, but is he actually dead? That is true. Or is there that enough is of true. him left in there? I mean, there was a part in that scene where, like, they were breaking into that room, and mm-hmm. she was still going. She was still doing it. Now, I'd, I'd have to go see it again to see if there was, like, some movie-slash-video game meter to be like, you're 96% <laughs> there, you're 97% there. I don't know. I think it uh, would have been the number of threads still connected to the little display she was doing you know she was gradually breaking them off yeah she's doing her thing however yeah. how many of those are left and is that enough is that that magical threshold that she exactly. hold out just long enough yeah and let's say that there are again pulling out random fucking number from my ass let's say there mm-hmm. are 14 billion connections that have to be pulled off if there were if she got all of them down to like maybe 40 I mean, is that really saying that those 40 are severely ultimately going to mm-hmm. disconnect him from life? Are there enough to where he comes back? Maybe he's a little off. Maybe he has, like, amnesia. Maybe his left arm doesn't work. You know, who knows? We know because per the movie that he crushed his fucking head in and the life left his body. Yes, true. Yeah. But does that really mean he's dead? He, he's also a construct. You know, yeah. he's not an actual human being. Um, was Thor it was Thor still alive at the end of this, Chris? Uh, yes, yes, he was. And who who helped bring him to life? Oh yeah, it was Thor. Hey, just saying, there's possibilities. Yeah. So r- real quick, I'll run through who's still alive: uh, Captain America, uh-huh. Iron Man, Thor, uh, Black Widow, Hulk, uh, War Machine, Rocket, and Nebula, um, Okoya. Uh, that was the guardian you're talking about, and yeah, Mbaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it that we saw. Yeah. Um, there. Well, technically, they didn't include it in the same list, but the sister is unknown. Um, and we don't know what's going on with the Avengers that weren't in the movie. You know, Hawkeye, yeah. Ant Man. Uh, yeah. There was mention of Valkyrie. From Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to her on the ship, you know? Because this says she wasn't one of the bodies. You know, the fact that someone went through and actually looked specifically for her. That's that's, awesome. (laughs) People weren't invested. Yep. Um, I, I would say the only thing that I would ever look up right now from now to the time the movie comes out for spoiler-related nonsense, mm-hmm. I would love to look up the duration of how long Infinity War 2 is going to be. I hope to oh, God it's, it's another two-hour and 20-minute movie. I do. I hope it's fucking longer. Fuck you, world. I hope it's longer. <laughs> because, again, my wife and I saw this movie together, and I had mm-hmm. a such a great time during the entirety of this movie. When I walked out, I felt like, yeah, that was a long movie. But did you hear the inflection? It wasn't, oh, my God, it was such a long movie. I was like, oh, it was such a long movie. There was so much stuff crammed in that movie. There was so yeah. much entertainment, so much MCU, so much comics. Yeah, had a good time. and Loved it. Speaking of duration, um, another aspect of that is how much time actually passed in the world between 
the movie start and the movie's end. Yeah. You know, how long did that actually take? Because that was pretty quick. That Yeah, actually a good movie. Because um, a lot of the scenes were happening at the same time. Yeah. Like when everybody starts disappearing, uh, Tony, Spider-Man, and Doctor Strange are still on Titan. That had just happened. Yep. So how long did it take that ship to travel um, and then their stuff to happen? <sighs> Such a good movie, Chris. Such a good ride all the way up till now, and yep. I can't I can't wait for the ride to keep going. Can't wait to see what else they got coming. Uh, can't wait for the next phases of the MCU. I can't wait until X Men are finally brought back and all these Marvel properties are brought into. I can't wait to see how the MCU does all this stuff justice. But as of right now, I'm not in some like halfway lull period. We just got Infinity War, and it was. It was everything I wanted it to be. I was thoroughly entertained. Love the movie. Great time. Joy ride all the way through. Can't wait till the next year for the next movie. I love where I am with the MCU right now, most definitely. Um, what about you, guys and gals? Now that you've heard us like lose wind over this movie so so many times, uh, have you? been following the MCU up to up to this point. Did you see the Infinity War? When did you see it? Did you have anything spoiled? What are your thoughts uh, of any of anything in the movie? What question did you have? What things are you looking for? Were you satisfied by what you got? Did you want more? Were the things you didn't get you wanted? Anything you want to talk about the MCU, but definitely the Infinity War movie itself, please let us know. We'd love to hear feedback about this movie. Uh Many ways you can send us that feedback. You can search for us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just search for End of Time Cast. That's probably how you found this episode right here and thereby found this entire podcast. You can send us an email at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can twit some NCU stuff at us. We we will take any feedback you'd love to give us. Anything that we talked about in this episode, another episode, anything you want to talk about. We like feedback. I think that's going to do it for tonight's episode, folks. So until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs>